0: welcome to the carton cast my name is ben my name is zane and i'm dan your guest. your guest. <laughs> my guest. Expe- i was like all of to our continue. guests
1: i was actually continuing to con- i was considering yeah. continuing that <laughs> sentence but i just sort of stopped
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this is the podcast where we watch old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults mm. and today yes we have a guest Welcome yeah. back to the show, Dan Caves, Dan Caverns. Hey guys, Tis the season.
1: It's been a while. The Damn day of Graves. the seasons himself. <laughs> yeah, this, it is our annual Halloween episode, so Dan Graves is the way to be. <laughs> but we're doing yeah. it a little late. But I guess Halloween is a state of mind. it is
0: yeah Yeah, uh thanks so much for coming back on the show it's good to see you
1: yeah absolutely it's really great to see you guys too i always love coming to the cartoon cast i've been a bit busy so this is the the sum of my recent podcasting so Mm -hmm. it's it's really nice to, to to talk about cartoons with you guys (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know we you are a member of the illustrious gentleman's club known as Fancy Bat, <laughs> uh, the the podcast collaboration that we have, yeah. and uh, yeah, you uh, you and JT uh, do the cocktail party Congress. Uh, mm-hmm. it, is there anything you'd like to say about that? Um, we've been taking a break off of our livers for a little while, um, <laughs> <You know, laughs> unintentional, possibly valid.
1: unintentional, but um, no, the card time, uh, the the wow. Cocktail Party Congress is still uh, it still exists, and we'll get back to it as soon as possible, uh, especially with some of the crazy stuff that's happening right now. Um, I actually misread a recent um, a recent news headline. This might be out of date by the time this posts, but I misread the headline as Democrats announced that the first public hangings in the impeachment. (laughs) Begin next
0: week. Um, Guys, there's only one way out of this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Has everyone seen The Purge? Right,
1: <laughs> that's that's where we're going, ladies and gentlemen.
0: So, <laughs> well, I hope we I hope we do an episode just on that. But so, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so,
1: mix yourself up a Sazerac and wait for the just just wait for everything to wait settle. Wait the end times.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only do it if you have fun. Like whenever we if we stop having fun with the Carton Cast, we're just gonna unceremoniously end it and just like delete all the files and no one. Will yeah, be able to really <laughs> because, cover track. because art is Scr- transient and s- scrub it from history and move yeah. on with your lives. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if, if if there is a way that I can tell you I'm excited to hear you come back without also, you know, making making pressure for you to come back, then mm-hmm. that is what I would like to say.
1: Beautiful.
2: I, I accept yep. that.
0: Excellent. But you
2: <laughs> are back today to help us talk about um, one, our Halloween adventures, as is our tradition, as yes, well sir. as a uh, movie for our bootleg segment.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're doing so, a uh,
2: today. Which order would want, you like to touch on do, those?
0: Uh, let, let's talk about our Halloweens first so that uh, people don't. So that we don't start tipping into what we're doing today, because I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling once we start, we're not going to be able to stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. I'll start. Uh, who wants to go first?
1: I'll start. I'll start with my Halloween as of this past, uh, you know, it was a little over a week after Halloween, but it happened, so stuff mm-hmm. did, did happen. On October 31st, <laughs> I did not do anything Halloween-related. I went... <gasps> I went to the orchestra with a friend of mine and uh listened to Stravinsky's Firebird suite which was absolutely oh, hell stunning. Yes. <laughs> it was so great. Um really good use of the time. I we both kind of wished that the orchestra had done a more Halloween themed
0: uh, repertoire? Just dressed a... up as skeletons or something?
1: No, I mean like there's 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 spooky music out there, you know. That's what they, they could have <laughs> thrown a a, like, a night on Bald Mountain or something like that.
2: Oh, that would have been nice. No. Yeah. they're they're they're, they're doing they're playing against the expectations. Like when you go to a yeah. Shakespeare show and they don't adapt it for modern times.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then the weekend before there was a, a school Halloween event that was. Uh, could have been better attended, but we had fun. There's an open bar. You know how it goes. I don't of understand course. how it wasn't better attended. I know. It was a, it was a <laughs> cold, rainy night, so I think people were just driven into their
0: homes. Come on. That's that. good ambiance.
1: I know. Mm-hmm. It was perfect Halloween event weather, but you know what? More fun for the rest of us.
0: So <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I feel like going to an orchestra with a friend that absolutely knocks your socks off is a perfectly valid way to spend Kind of any weekend, so, like, if it happened to take place on Halloween, more power to you. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it was such a nice time, uh, and so that was how I spent my Halloween. How about you guys?
2: Well, I actually also kind of had a a not-so-much-on-the-day-of, but a lot of events before and after. Um, Because, like, a couple of weekends before, a bunch of my friends visited our friend in Vermont and Mm -hmm. had, like, a pajama party and pumpkin carving, which I had never done. I carved a great pumpkin um, where... I, I picked out a pumpkin where the top bit was like, it looked like slicked back hair. So I was going to be like, oh, this is like a pumpkin car salesman. And so I ended <laughs> up like a really winky, smiley face with those uh, sunglasses with the slits in them. Like he's a, like he's just came out of a frat. Um, I love that. And then we watched It 2. So that was a really fun time. Oh, I haven't seen It Part it's, 2 yet. How was it? It's really good. As someone who has not seen It Part 1 or the original or read the book, really good.
1: Nice. I've enjoyed. Um, I I've I've done all the movies up to the up, up to it part two and I really enjoyed them. So even hmm. the like the schlocky TV movie with Tim Curry as Pennywise.
2: Yeah, I think it part two was less gory and scary and mm-hmm. more funny and weird.
1: Okay. Uh you got me. That's so.
2: that yeah, that's more that's more your speed anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um and then uh Oh, my brain. Um, I went... brains. And then the weekend after Halloween, I went down to go see my old uh, improv group perform. Um, Ten years after I started, they're still going strong, doing their spooktacular. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, so... You know, a lot of fun events. On the day of Halloween, uh, I, I dressed up for work. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I'm not going to get anything where I need to have a costume, so I'm going to kind of half-ass it this year.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we have these sequin vests that our, our grandma left us. Oh, and yeah, that's right. I picked out the, the white one, and we I we had some disco balls from uh, our wedding.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I, I wore black pants, and I took the white sequin vest, and I shoved the uh disco balls inside and put on like a gleaming top hat and i was gonna be like the idea was like oh i'm gonna open it up and like try to sell you a disco ball like i'm a disco ball salesman okay i was bursting kind of i was like like the disco balls were really pushing up against the material and so Mm -hmm. i just looked like i was full of tiny disco balls and so like You could think of me as a disco ball filled with tiny disco balls, which I realize are just like a pregnant disco ball with her brood. Wow. (laughs) Like the way that mice have them. Uh, There is no photographic evidence, and I will not be answering any questions. You're such a goon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Zane, that doesn't... That's not an event that normal people have. (laughs) In case there was any confusion on your part or misunderstanding. I wasn't going to question it at
1: all,
3: so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'll chime in now. Um, so I went, uh, I, I didn't have any like parties to go to, but my friends uh, Ulysses uh, and and his wife uh, kind of hosted a, they're going to cook some food and have people over and we'll all wear costumes, just kind of, kind of mm-hmm. easy hangout. And, <laughs> and it was real fun and real, uh, real chill. Mm-hmm. I went as Hollow Knight uh, mm-hmm. and we did a group costume. Yeah, I, well, I'm going to send you a picture uh, real quick. Ooh, uh, you should send you. you, you a, please. Yeah, and I'll I'll send you. Well, I, I can only send you the the mask currently because it's it's hanging up on me wall. I didn't actually get a picture of me wearing it, but okay. I can send Put it you up that on the site. <laughs> so, that is a that's a picture of the mask that is currently hanging up on me wall and And I went as Hollow Knight, and uh, Ulysses went as Zote, which is really great. He had to, like, hunch over, and his mask was all haggard and and shitty. And then uh, his wife went as, um, uh, oh, shoot. What is the name of the the needle-wielding one? Hornet. Hornet, yes. Yeah? Uh, His wife went as Hornet, and uh, their kid went as, like, a little grub, which was extremely cute. cute, Extremely cute. (laughs) Um, so wonderful, yeah. It was a great group costume. We got some really good, like uh, facing off against each other shots, which I I haven't actually seen, but I enjoyed having. Yeah, however, I'm forward to seeing those. However, uh, this was a night about three days into taking muscle relaxers because my back fucked up (laughs) oh my god so i was absolutely throttled with like a bunch of downers as i was like (laughs) putting my costume on and like trying to act all badass and cool but i was just like kind of limp all over the place yeah "Yeah, i'm the hollow knight
2: it sounded like what you needed was an exoskeleton
0: (laughs) that that might have helped just a backup spine really
1: yeah Well
0: but, then you uh, got yeah, to sl- well, well then generally a good time.
1: Well the muscle with the muscle relaxers, you did get to like slink around like Jack Sparrow, so <laughs> there's always well, I guess there
0: wasn't anything stopping me.
1: Yeah. I think that's like how he I think that's how uh how he uh, died,
0: yeah. How, how he, he got that how- job.
1: How he played that character <laughs> is like just he's he's on muscle <laughs> relaxers the entire time. It was mm-hmm.
0: the withdrawal meds, yes.
1: I-,
2: I was watching something recently that was talking about how like that <laughs> movie came together and like all of the producers watched his performance and talked to the director and they're like "Why? Is he okay what choice is this <laughs> Who does decided he have this? like blackmail on you or like why are you letting him play like this <laughs> that's really funny fuck it that's why fuck it that's why <laughs> yeah don't you realize
0: uh, how big tony stark is gonna be <laughs> right
2: uh I do, I do love that. Like the spirit of Halloween is much more of a presence than like the actual event I- mm-hmm. in in my current age. Oh, yeah, yeah. You,
0: when you get older, it stops being about like trick or treating and like haunted houses and shit. It just be like have a, have a fun time in whatever like vaguely dress up slash spooky movie way you feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that's gonna change over time. Like the the early to mid to maybe late twenties idea of that is to like. Dress up in slutty costumes and get hammered with one another. So mm-hmm. and then now that we're kind of getting older, you know, it's going to be what you describe, Ben. It's just like come over in costumes and eat my food.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. really just like any night where they, they, we feel like hanging out. But yeah. Now we just do it in, in adorable costumes.
1: This time mm-hmm. there's dips.
0: <laughs> I'm seeing that as like a like a movie title that's like dripping blood. This time there's dips. Yeah, man.
1: You you you, you graduate to dips, and that's adulthood.
0: <laughs> Can we get that clipped and put just a- like put it put it as a quote underneath your profile on Fancy Mat
1: <laughs> Yes.
0: Well, uh, n- not an exciting Halloween, but it sounds like a successful one for Fulfilling. all of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's filler Halloween, and that it's- that is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, with that out of the way... We are here uh, for a I, reason. <laughs> we are here for a reason. It is the season for that reason. Uh, and we're here to talk about a very interesting movie. Uh, Zane, lead us in. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so uh, I decided, based on very little information, I was looking for movies that could be kind of scary in some way, but maybe a little off the beaten track of what we're used to. And I came across this called Dante's Inferno, colon, an animated epic. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Uh, and, Dante, Dante's Inferno, colon, and the dangers of undiagnosed PTSD. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And I recommended it and you guys approved it. And only then did I learn that this was a straight-to-DVD movie tied into the video game Dante's Inferno. Yes. Uh, <laughs> from 2010, uh, released by Visceral Games
0: and EA Games.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, there's definitely some, like, Dead Space, Visceral Game kind of... Kind of flavor to this,
1: yeah. And the movie, yeah. and, and the movie is very video gamey. Once, once you get into it, um, absolutely. And I said yes to this because I am very familiar with the poem Dante. We were hoping oh. that somebody would be.
0: I. It's like you know required reading for English classes, and that's all okay. I've got, man. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I I was so into trying this out because I'm a friggin' dork who grew up reading dante and the inferno and the divine comedy and so i wanted to see what <laughs> this was all case. about and now did, did dante actually murder his way through hell or was that <laughs>
0: that's an the, embellishment yes, that's that's the comedy part of the divine comedy
1: <laughs> yeah and honestly it was actually pretty good like tracking certain parts <laughs> uh, well i i love the way that this is portrayed because imagine
2: if like in the 14th century this italian guy is writing this epic poem and in it he's like yeah and then i was like huge and i took my scythe and i murdered this demon (laughs) like it's it's very much like a fan fiction of like self-insert character the actual poem is not like that (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but like that's kind of how it had to be as you as you had said yeah it took a lot of liberties with the poem technically the game was based on the poem and the movie was based on the game so the movie is a very good adaptation in that sense
0: i i had a lot of fun with this actually like i mean we're kind of front-loading our enjoyment of it a little bit but you know it's it's not perfect overall but like as a reimagining and it's not really an ad or it's it's not really an adaptation almost it's like a it's a retelling i guess i would classify it as Um, i I think this is pretty successful i think the main thing to keep in
2: mind is the point of dante's inferno as a concept is check out this dramatic irony extra version of hell um and watch this guy move through it and the main difference here is that instead of like a poet talking about and thinking about his life and like, having a midlife crisis about,
3: <laughs> yeah
2: having a midlife crisis <laughs> and idealizing this woman he's a badass crusader with a bone scythe murdering his way to find satan have you guys seen
0: castlevania
2: It's that Uh, kind of Dark Souls ish, actually. Uh, It's it's a lot.
0: So here's the thing: the gargoyles came down, man. Absolutely. (laughs) So, so, dude, I, I've got, I've got my references listed. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) So, 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 let let me let me break this down a little bit because you had mentioned that this is Dante's Inferno. Uh, We should we should mention uh, the Divine Comedy does take place in three parts: Uh, Inferno. Purgatorio, Purgatorio and Par- and paradiso right? right however Inferno is the one that's most widely known because because it's bad as hell yeah because it's like, so cool because hell's because because hell is radical like I want to be in hell like all the cool sort of the there. sins like Pokemon types <laughs> and like that's why the hell part is so like popular and got like reproduced so much and and is required reading for English classes since forever ago. Is because just hell is awesome, and Dan, I direct my attention to you to answer to me. How do you like <laughs> hell as a horror construct? Oh, it is so
1: badass. It is exact like it, and, and the thing about Dante's telling of it is that it has so many layers to it, and there's such a logic to around it. nine layers. Yes, um, yeah, like uh, yeah, and th- uh, that telling of hell has stuck with us culturally. It's not in the Bible yeah.
0: that <laughs> yeah. there's like vague that hell is <laughs> a, assertions that hell it, exists. Is, is a
1: is layer upon layer upon layer of ironic punishments depending on what sin <laughs> dominated your life. Yeah, the Bible's it's, version of hell is like, well, God still loves you, but you have no way of knowing anymore. Yeah. Well, if yeah. the Jews have anything going for them, <laughs> their <laughs> idea of hell is that you just like cease to exist, like yeah, you, yeah oblivion. You, you, like it, it's it's just a dark pit that you're just completely cut off from
0: like love and God, and, all and this of that. was two
2: thousand years ago, so it was like
1: literally a dark pit they were talking about.
2: Yeah, that yeah. Like Place that like, like three miles that
0: away.
1: You know, and you know, you get from the Bible the idea of a lake of fire, and you know, that's all fine. The, all the special torments, this is deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This runs so much deeper, and it is so, like, Dante's poem is
0: so detailed. Yeah, yeah. hats off to Dante. Like, just the create, we, we sometimes forget with things that are this old, that a person mm-hmm. thought of all of this. Like, he is he is a mad portrait artist with, with a pen. And
1: how old are we talking here? He started writing it in 1308, and finished it in 1320 and he died in 1321 like, this was...
0: <laughs> he was living in hell for 12 years
1: under the wire right. man like, yeah. yeah right on the deadline yeah. holy shit he's like heath ledger he's just like in the role <laughs> and i'm until, out and I'm until <laughs> out. it takes him out until it takes him out oh, uh, heath. <laughs> well that's the thing um our modern versions
2: of hell draw so much from this and from uh paradise lost by milton mm. um mm-hmm. Yeah, And a lot Another of it's beauty. from, like, Renaissance painters and stuff, but, like, they were inspired by this. And, like, this is the mm-hmm. more interesting version just because it's so multifaceted. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like the movie and the game really leaned into that because they recognized that's what was cool about this. Because, like, 2010, there were a ton of games about, like, muscly man going through and murdering shit. Like, mm-hmm. that of War done, was really it's all about the setting here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing with Dante's Inferno, both the movie and they, the movie actually kind of gets into this at times, and we can talk about it when mm-hmm. it comes naturally. And also just the poem.
0: Yeah, please tell why? me more about the poem when when it comes wh- up. Why? Why is this?
2: <laughs> why
1: why <laughs> is hell? Why is why, why is wh- what? Well, <laughs> why, no, no. I think that's an important question. It's like, where the fuck did this come but, from? Where did the like, idea? Where did we have like? assuming it's real. Let's yeah. assume for the sake oh, of argument
0: Oh, okay, that... so that's where we're starting. We're assuming it's real. Well, right. Let's just assu- hell is w- for
2: w- other people to go to. Well, hell is off.
0: other people to go to. Wait. <laughs> but so I, I So 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 your question is like why would hell exist in the first place? Because yeah. I don't know cuz God's a bratty teen.
1: <laughs> you have to grapple with that idea and I think that that's something that is it, it runs through both the poem and, to a certain extent, the the, the movie. Yeah. It's not – maybe not as deeply because, of course, you can't because it's based on a video game. But it, it's still like – you have to ask yourself that question. Is like we have this anti-god, essentially, in Lucifer. And yep. he runs this just parade of horribles this, that is hell. This infernal and
0: bureaucracy.
1: <laughs> yes, it's an infernal bureaucracy that is very well organized. We know exactly where you're going and why you're going there and what is gonna to happen to you and why it's gonna to happen to you. Yes. And that that sort of like sick logic is something that Dante, who is definitely a Christian, got to sit down and think about for over
0: a decade. And that's what makes it so <laughs> cool. Because like you said, the Bible has a hell, but it, it doesn't it doesn't grip you like this mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. It's so so the thing about hell, I think that, like, there's, like, three main parts that I think are especially good for horror, which is that, like, the first—first first of all, what makes hell so haunting to people in general is that it's your ultimate fate. Yeah, this yeah. is the end of the road. This is it. Like, every other bad thing you can come back from, there is a chance of, you know— getting Redemption. out of prison or you know reconnecting with a loved one or making peace with uh with with somebody that you that you wronged anything like that but hell is final and like mm-hmm. a punishment like it's such an effective mechanism for the church to scare kids because like even little <laughs> kids know what punishment is and to think of punishment without end that's yeah. that's that's chilling like there, there's I, kind yeah.
3: of
2: two aspects of hell that i think are are per particularly terrifying one is you're being punished uh, like uh, like out of proportion to whatever you did that that's the bit that gets me well part of it is you're being punished and you know why oh i did a life of mm-hmm. sinning uh this is why I'm being i tortured. this
1: yes yeah part it's two is personal
2: you're being yeah. tortured and you f- don't know why
0: that so and you have to find out why what's especially haunting is when the person in hell doesn't deserve it and that's what yeah, we, we that's see them what all we the grapple time. with here well i mean like none of them really deserve it like they like nominally deserve it but that's the the the, the real twist with beatrice is that she does like it's chateau d'If for her you know like these are this is the place mm. we put people that we're embarrassed about like we didn't we, <laughs> we didn't we are not doing this to you for a reason we we're doing Or or not because you deserve it, but for some other reason. You're just, like, Mm -hmm. a a casualty of the system. And, -hmm. like, that is... I think a while ago, um, for a different movie, um, the one with the drugs... uh, Zane, help me out. Requiem for a Dream? No, we didn't do that. Uh, A Scanner Darkly. (laughs) A Scanner Darkly, yeah. You had mentioned that there is something so cold and, and difficult about the idea of being punished too much... For something that you didn't do or for something that you did do being punished too much or being punished for something that you didn't do it like it is so unjust and hell really encapsulates that idea of like, this is this is out of proportion this 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 isn't fair. Mm -hmm. And yet it is kind of fair because I did do the thing that got me here. Yeah, just sucks all around. And there's no appeals
2: process, right? Like, there isn't, if you no. go to hell and you don't deserve to be there, there's no way to argue your case. All you can do is internalize it and beg for forgiveness.
1: Yeah, that's what purgatory is for. But hell is the final destination. Like, that is, mm-hmm. like, you've lost your, e- even if you, if you go to purgatory, can you lose your appeal and end up in hell? Or is it that's, really just where I you I assume there's like, back channels. Yeah, but...
3: <laughs> you gotta but know no, a guy on that, the inside. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the lack of pro- and, and like the proportionality thing is something that i like that hits me too because you th- when you think of who goes to hell you're thinking of hitler yeah, yeah. You, you're thinking of stalin you're thinking of Genghis khan you're thinking of ted bundy you're thinking of all of these people who like are like gloriously deserving of mm-hmm. whatever is coming to them but then you think about all the mundane shit that can get you there and like not not to quote Okay, you know, I I intentionally quote George Carlin here. Hell is full of dads. (laughs) Like, yeah, but that's not really deserved. Like, no, they outright say in the
2: movie, like, there's way more people here than in the other place. That's I love that line.
1: (laughs) That is so good. And like, yeah, like a baby.
2: You yeah. can
0: go to hell, as we learn. That's one of
2: the trickier oh, yeah, and things about... spider
0: claws. <laughs> this, this and is you one get of the, spider claws. This is one of, one of the trickier things about adapting <laughs> Dante's infer... About adapting anything from 2,000 years ago from a person who was devout in ways that, like, maybe didn't make a ton of sense even then. Uh, but, like, the notion of an unbaptized baby or a heretic or someone who commits suicide being deserving of eternal damnation is really fucked up. Mm-hmm. In a way that is like it doesn't age very well. Well, yeah,
1: and let's just like tackle the elephant in the room here. It's whether or not you're a Christian. Yeah, like that's that's what that's like culturally where this comes from. The first level of hell, limbo, which is like the nicest. That's where your unbaptized
0: babies and your righteous heretics go. And and like Like that's they they do some work they do some work massaging that difficulty in this movie, but yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, you, you can't ignore the fact that that's one of the levels of hell.
1: Right. But that like the logical conclusion of that is that everyone before Christianity is in hell. <laughs> yeah. Right. Correct. It doesn't sound right. I'm, I'm sure it made sense <laughs> to them. At You're the thinking of an
2: ethical where brain. Like not going to ask questions. Like we don't have anything like that nowadays. Where
0: like, even by asking questions, you're taking a big risk. Right. And yeah, it's, like, it's impossible to put yourself back into, like, the mindset of the time in which hell was, this like... This stuff felt real. Yeah, where, where, where you know, salvation comes only through me was, like, a legitimate concept. Like, we just cannot fathom mm-hmm. that anymore. Yeah. Well, there are people today,
2: and, like, I've known people who, like, grew up in that sort of mentality. That's it's insidious. just It's a lot easier to escape it now because you know
0: because there's <clears throat> people to explain to you well have you considered before jesus like what happens to those guys
2: <laughs> right it, yeah.
0: like it, and it like it is a huge logical problem but you can't think about it with a logical brain like part of part of what's so effective about hell is it gives you the wherewithal to not think about the heresy of skepticism like it, mm-hmm. if if you can it, it it tries to get you to not worry about the logic of it. Because if you worry about the logic of it and start picking it apart, you realize that the concept of a hell and a heaven don't make any sense. So Mm -hmm. what they do is uh, they uh, vilify skeptical thought. Right. It's it's actually genius in a really terrible way. Because,
2: Because if hell is your punishment and skeptical thought is a way by which you can fight back, it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. And that's... If if you're gonna critique this movie on one point in terms of missing how hell is supposed to work, it's that Dante can fight back here. Yeah, yeah, and you just can't really get that if you're taking a more originalist perspective.
1: Right. If you just stick with the text of the Inferno, like like I I think I might have mentioned before, there are no action sequences. In no, the poem. he's a visitor. <laughs> he's 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 strolling through the, the the Roman poet Virgil who is in hell because he was a Roman a before poet. Christianity. What oh, you gonna do and a poet?
3: <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and he's just like, look at this.
3: Do you think Dante?
1: Do you think Dante like
2: really struggled with the fact like, oh, I really love this guy's poetry, but he's a heathen. How do I like? I,
0: clearly... I think so.
1: I, he must have because he's like. It it, it it drips with admiration for Virgil. Yeah, you know, yeah, it uh, does. But...
0: Which is, I love I love the fact that the fanboying of someone two thousand years ago is still is still like kind of immortalized in film today, right? Yeah. Like we know right? how how big of a nerd he was for Virgil. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> um, I think we should like
2: try to start to focus on the movie proper or else we'll never be done because like we can talk yeah, about hell forever a- and just like yeah, that's talk fine. about the concepts as we uh approach them that's before fine. we get into the movie proper though i do have to say some amazing marketing that this game had absolutely yeah. go for it um so before they released the game they released they advertised a fake game called mass we pray uh where you use motion controls to attend a church service <laughs> <laughs> is that like a shower with your
0: dad simulator kind of game? yeah
2: yeah um they also had ad copy which evoked the different sins of hell um it's worth reading all of them on your own time but i will read out yeah. this one Um sure. they have a they have a pre-order discount of six dollars and sixty six cents <laughs> and the and the pre-order coupon discount reads in dante's inferno greed is a two-headed beast hoarding wealth feeds one beast and squandering it satiates the other by cashing this check, you succumb to avarice by hoarding filthy lucre. But by not cashing it, you waste it, and thereby succumb <laughs> succumb to prodigality. <laughs> prodigality. Pro- prodigality. Like Make prodigal. your choice and suffer the consequence for your sin. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's beautiful. <laughs> Someone just, and like, then, like all did like not that. pay their
1: intern well enough. <laughs> Someone like, sat so just, down and thought of all this. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty a, great. That's a level of detail that you got, like, a- anybody here play um what is it uh, wolfenstein the new order no. i i didn't i've seen some of it it's pretty great <laughs> it's it's a great game but also just like they went to the trouble of crafting 1960s music in german as though like it became part of the culture so there's like a beatles wow. there's like a beatles analog in german th- about like going to the moon Which the Nazis did in the game. And there's like. Sure. There's like. um, There's like. uh, uh, Motown music in German. And (laughs) there is. It's fucking crazy. And some of them are actually kind of like good songs. (laughs) Zilli. And like, that's a level of. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's like. The level of dedication to the marketing side. That is beautiful. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. All Um, right. So Dante's Inferno. Dante's. Before we
0: uh, so in in classic bootleg style, I think we should talk about the characters briefly and then launch into the plot. Sure. But yeah. Before that, I have one more note, which is that this was animated by a bunch of different studios and directors. Really? Yes. I think yes. yes uh, if you try to look at the care the main character Dante through this, um, his proportions change drastically depending oh, yeah. on they... who is animating him. But and you also, didn't
2: lean into distinct styles, but they each had their own little touches. Yes. each
1: level of hell mm-hmm. they change. Yeah, so must yeah.
0: It, it it wasn't every single level of hell is a different animator, which would have been a cool idea. But would have like, been a cool idea. But like there were six different animation directors, and I think five different animation studios, and so like mm. there's a there's a definite like uncomfortableness of how irregular some of this can be. Um, I read a couple of reviews online that were like, yeah, it's. It's a little hard to kind of get into, and like it's it's a little disorienting, but if you're gonna do that, hell's a good place to do it in. So yeah, because you have free reign and
2: everything is supposed to feel very different. It's between It's supposed the levels. to feel
0: like an epic. It's full of clashing styles that grab your attention. so like it's it's a good place to put it. But like I'm gonna call out what the different animators what the different animation studios are when we get to each one and briefly describe what it means for this segment. I also
2: want to point out that, like, because Dante himself changes with the animation styles, it reflects how each circle of hell um, evokes something about his own personality. Yes.
0: Yeah. And that's that's sort Uh. of the 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 innovation of the adaptation or the reimagining here is that we're not a passive observer. We are an active observer because we are viewing it through Dante's eyes as a sinful human being who is being kind of you know, taught of how sinful he is. he's coming to terms with mm-hmm. his own sins. He's um, a dirty boy. He's a and dirty he <laughs> boy. Dirty. He
1: needs to be banished.
0: <laughs> another um
2: another thing that makes this movie really sh- uh shine and sparkle is the music, which was written by Christopher Tin. Uh that's the dude who wrote Baba Yetu Um I'm not familiar.
0: Not, uh the no, intro to Civilization Four. Oh, Okay, <laughs> it's
2: really it's really good, Ben. Okay, um, I couldn't find a soundtrack very easily, so I might just have to put in music from the video game.
3: <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> that would also which work.
2: didn't uh, work on, um, okay. but I, I think the music in general has a good mix of the dramatic action-oriented like rhythmic chanting like you say of dark souls yeah and the subtle dark and brooding for the for the self-reflection bits
0: i i actually found that the sound design on the non-musical parts was really well considered for the most part like there's like ambient people just of different voices just screaming in the background or like creaking ice like there there's just, it's very visceral in <laughs> in a bunch of different ways all right let's get a take of you
2: moaning because you're being tortured for greed all right, and that one where you're being tortured for,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just all the different intonations of torture. Um, yeah, I think the main cast also had a really good vocal performance. The, like, the voice acting was amazing. There's so mu- they bring so much passion to the table. The mm-hmm.
2: demons have such an air of power and majesty.
0: Yeah, as they I, should, you know. And, and with got... with that, let's talk about the characters specifically. Um, yeah, so our main character is Dante Yes, yeah. voiced by Graham McTavish Whom is, guess what? Dracula from Netflix's Castlevania series, which this that makes sense Is very, like, it is Horrific, <laughs> dark action fantasy Like, it's it's very They're very much of a piece So, that, that right. like, hearing the same voice is, is pretty cool, like, that connective tissue Beautiful Yeah, yeah uh, so
1: who is Dante In this? Uh He seems like a good guy at the outset. No, yeah. Well, in this, so as we said, he is not a poet. Not so much. He's he's imagined as a crusader. Yes, a crusading knight.
0: Yeah, like a stereotypical, like, devout warrior who's fighting for love of, you know, his his own personal love, his divine love, I would say. Yeah, Um, it's a little Arthurian. It is a little Arthurian. It also, like, Mm -hmm. kind of... I think the fact that he is Continuously like he's shown to be very sinful Throughout the the, this story But he what keeps him moving is His love for his Beloved his this divine love Almost like inhabiting the love of God if you want to take it that far Mm -hmm. And so like you're never beyond salvation if you at least have that, you know it,
2: in the original poem Beatrice is meant to represent divine knowledge So mm. it, it is literally hey, I'm tr- I'm working through my sins to try and find salvation. Yes. Yeah. The, and- the issue is um, It he feels a little rushed <laughs> Yeah, like I think mm-hmm. when you play this as a game, maybe they pack it out a little bit more, so his transformation makes more sense. Yeah, he spends a lot of the movie fighting the memories of his sins, but he only really like in the last quarter comes to terms with things and seeks forgiveness.
0: Yeah,
1: he's he's in denial for quite a while.
0: I yeah. don't think it's quite that staggered. I, I I get. I mean, like, yeah, I guess he does kind of like he goes through the motions of it pretty quick, and like. Mm-hmm. He like the first moment where he comes off as a little bit sinful he, he doesn't like you don't see him being tempted you see him being devout christian soldier and then the next flashback he flashback he is fucking feral it's it's mm-hmm. so it's, it's pretty quick the way yeah. they kind of depict his transformation but uh it, his role in the story as kind of the person that we see hell through is you know that adaptation choice really does a lot for accessibility in, mm-hmm. in the divine comedy like I, I don't know if this would be you know shown in English classrooms as opposed to red but like mm-hmm. <laughs> it him being a tactile protagonist with a with flaws is I think really really good for this
1: yeah and I think the Crusader night is probably the best way to convey that given the the setting and the time that this is yeah, supposed to take so place good. in. yeah, yeah. it yeah. brings that was through the hypocrisy.
0: Dante's yeah
2: Dante's
1: actual like time. And it just goes to show like, hey, we're being
2: a little bit more reflective. We know that the Crusaders weren't just doing good spreading Christianity. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. That's
1: and that's really good. And and so that is sort of like the paradigm of how you can have the action adventure side and also like the deep flawed the the um the conflicted side too. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. That, the conception of the crusades was to liberate the holy land from the muslim invader and to spread christianity and to solidify its foothold in the world and how do you do that it's fucking brutal and we, got, we
2: gotta kill a lot of people and, yeah and it's yeah.
1: completely it's completely in conflict with what we conceive of as good christian morals and they they do a good job of showing that conflict in Dante. Of course, it's an hour and a half film, and it's you know you're not really playing it out in the same <laughs> no. way as with a with a video game, so it is naturally going to feel a bit rushed. But it's the best that they could do, and they did a pretty good job, I think.
0: Yeah, it, it really does draw that line between good and pious, which mm-hmm. I, I think is the thing that you had to do to sell it to a modern audience. Yeah. You know. uh, uh, moving on. We have Beatrice, his yes. love, his lady love, uh, voiced by Vanessa Branch, who is the Orbit's Gum Girl. That's all I got. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and she stands as a counterpart to Dante, as a pure paragon of virtue, waiting for her for her rescue by Dante. Yeah. Um, I don't think she had a ton of character, but it would be wrong for her not to ha- like have a lot of screen time, given that. Dante's love for her is his main motivator and it gives a more complete picture of him
3: Mm -hmm. in
2: between his like each circle of hell we get a scene of her kind of like talking and negotiating almost with lucifer saying like no dante's a good man i was a good woman we were true to each other and lucifer's just trying to really wear her down so it does yes. get a little bit it's it's kind of like uh do you remember in paper mario like in between each <laughs> chapter where mario's <laughs> fighting stuff we get to see what peach is up to and she's like trying to help
0: out however she can <laughs> while hey, living you with just the see di- with bowser nagging her constantly trying to get that yeah. sh- trying to get a little little kiss no, yeah.
1: <laughs> Mario is Mari a jerk. You shouldn't. No, no. <laughs> yeah, like, what well you really would
0: love is a nice guy like me.
1: Oh my God, the supreme gentleman, Bowser Lucifer.
0: Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> give, that, give that asshole lizard a top hat.
1: Oh God, um, but I agree. She doesn't have a ton to do
2: uh, no. to do here until and, the
1: end, <laughs> right? And she really, it, she really does. She kind of does fit that that Dante divine comedy role of it's this divine crush. That he's putting on a pedestal and that is that is just his MacGuffin. I think it's anything. through it's yeah. through
0: her that he experiences God's love, which is his soul redeeming feature. Mm-hmm. Right. That yeah. and like kicking ass.
2: If I if I have one weakness, it's maybe that I love too much.
0: Yeah. That's I mean like that's a good flaw to have, I guess. Like if you <laughs> are a crusader. Um yeah, it's She doesn't have a, a ton besides that, but uh moving on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Virgil is important to point out for two reasons One is that he's more or less a narrator And a plot necessity that was thankfully
2: yep. already built into the story Well, sometimes, sometimes he dips out and
0: Dante does the narration So I don't know about that, but I do like him The other reason that I bring him up, Zane Is that he was voiced by Peter Jessup Who is probably going to be our next movie g- given, uh, given what I'm about to say He was Therok from Justice League vs. The Fatal Five oh it's so good yeah which is apparently a movie that came out in like april of 2019 and i'm sure was terrible oh yeah
2: they've the the dc has been putting out a ton of animated uh direct-to-video movies we're still relevant we can catch up (laughs) they're they're really good though yeah i will see um yeah virgil uh, in the original poem is meant to embody human reason yeah so like Mm -hmm. when dante when the original dante is writing his stuff about like hey, you know, I'm midlife crisising, I'm trying to love God, but my human reason side is like re- embodied by this pagan dude who I really respect. Um, you know, it's really starting to clash with my values. And a lot of the poem is him coming to terms with the violent nature of his religion. Here, it's a lot more like, it's hey, a we, have a, we have Spock Slash a therapist and yeah, yeah, an, an slash tour guide. Yeah, <laughs> he
3: knows the all the demons guide. and
0: can get you a good he, ride. He he's yep. like a druid. Like he keeps on summoning ridiculous demons to like ferry <laughs> you from place are to place. Amazing. Um, we'll, we'll get more into that later. Uh, yeah. Let's let's just note the final uh, kind of main character, which is Lucifer. Oh yeah, and is voiced Lucy. by Stephen Bloom. Yeah, who is Spike Bucastic. Spiegel? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like the voice casting is amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And in oh. this, and in this yeah. telling, Lucifer is made of smoke.
0: I think that's a good look for him. It's very like Disney's Hercules, uh, Hades being kind of kind of smoky and like yeah. misting from place to place. Yeah, yeah. It's the non-obvious threat. He's yep. a shade. Mm-hmm. He's a shadow. He's a moving yeah. shadow. And his his he mostly ber- just berates Dante throughout his journey and tries to make him submit and give just generally just talks down to him he's kind of like this symbol of apathy in trying to he doesn't want dante to come to terms with his own sin he wants him to like yeah to 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 not try to to not have to repent He, he wants him to remain blind to his faults
2: yeah, stop and, killing my gargoyle. Stop fighting it. You're going to be here. Like, <laughs> yeah. And
1: that's, you know, that's just the way Lucifer B is. He's a <laughs> yeah, he's a smooth-talking, manipulative uh jerk.
0: Um
1: Yeah, and, I, he's yeah. he's a
0: little bit more like I I tend to like my devils to be a little bit more charismatic than this, but mm-hmm. he, it is it is fine as like I am the villain. Um Yeah. So so yeah, like whatever.
1: Definitely not the best. Telling of Lucifer in fiction that I've seen. I mean, we only so, had an hour and
0: a half. You know,
1: you, you only had an hour and a half, and it's really about Dante. So,
0: yeah, that's while true. we yeah. are
1: talking about the good voice cast,
2: we have to mention Mark Hamill Jokering it up as Dante's dad.
0: Yeah, I. What is he I doing? Didn't catch that. Yeah, <laughs> that that it's Campbell. pretty amazing like it's really like what mincing. is that voice? I know that voice it, it cuts to my heart it's the, oh my Le- it's the Larry 3000. It's like that mincing <laughs> robot voice coming out of a gigantic glutton demon <laughs> Yes, oh I've God. come for you Dante <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so good and, and I mean? we're
1: hell's full of dads
0: Well, we're camped out <laughs> uh one of the well i guess we'll come to it later but there's a demon who is voiced by kevin michael richardson so yeah just to round it out as like um, all the stellar voice cast that we love the mm-hmm. only
2: thing that took me out of the voicing was their terrible attempts at middle eastern accents during the jerusalem flashback. it was oh, not yeah. the best no. <laughs> it was not good yeah yeah they didn't um,
1: need to go there
2: but yeah aside from that like for a video game adaptation direct to DVD movie, really good production values. Yeah, yeah surprisingly,
0: sure. surprisingly good effort on on the part of all the people who who kind of went into this. And and uh, yeah, I, I tended I ended up enjoying it a whole hell of a lot. So, mm-hmm. oh, hey, uh, do you guys want to get into it?
1: Yeah, we have
2: to. Yeah, we no, have to start. All
0: right.
1: Now we have the cast. We know it, you, who's who. Now let's talk about what happens.
2: Dan, you want to start us off with the quote uh, from the Divine Comedy that starts the movie?
1: In the midway of this, our mortal life, I found me in a gloomy wood astray, gone from my path direct. Oh, beautiful. Midlife crisis right there. Yeah. uh...
0: And (laughs) and the voicing is amazing. I love Dante's voice. Oh, yeah. So every time he monologues, I'm pretty into it.
1: It's so well done.
2: I thought, like oh, this is a weird way to start uh, the movie where he's just being chased by bears and stuff in the woods. But no, that's how the poem starts
1: too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's heckled by some beasts, three different beasts that I'm sure symbolized things when it was, you know, relevant. Um, it, it, this section is, it, the movie opens with the production done by uh, Film Roman, which is basically a motion comic at heart. Like the, mm-hmm. the this is a lot... Uh, a lot simpler animation techniques than we would later see in some of the demon fighting scenes. But what they do really well is kind of capture a set piece. So like the the backgrounds are all very static. Like they're not moving trees. It's basically like pop-up book almost. Like we have character models that are moving and the background is just flat, which is, you know not great, but like the flat backgrounds that they do have, like the inside of his homestead with like all the blood on the walls, spoilers um, you know, that that is, that is it, it very effectively sets kind of each scene in its place. Yeah, a lot of color contrast They're working yeah. with the limitations that they have um, We learn via exposition during a fight
2: with a leopard uh, mm-hmm. that he's been off to crusade in Jerusalem for three years and his beloved Beatrice waited. <laughs> Gone crusading back by dinner Gone. <laughs> but when he returns everyone is dead and it is pretty gruesome like it his is. dad's guts are hanging out and ravens are picking at it and there's a bejeweled cross shoved in his eye that's, that's yeah. good
0: I need I do need to step back for a second because I was not Please. expecting to laugh my ass off so early the, do you guys remember when the, his horse did this like lateral spiral matrix jump <laughs> it is yes. such nuts. it goes like full rotation he's upside down in the air like, I I I wasn't expecting crazy bullshit like action sequences, so that caught me really off guard.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. his his horse is so much like Shadowmere from uh,
0: Skyrim. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, whoa! How did you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy stunts. <laughs> um. Yeah, but anyway, he he does he does go to his ho- slaughtered homestead. Yes. Um. And yeah, he. Uh, He finds everyone dead, his dad, all the servants, and finds Beatrice.
1: Yeah, he searches the home for her, finds the bed bloodied, and finds her lying, still kind of alive, outside of the house. And it's very, very sad.
0: Yeah, she's bleeding out. It's it's actually, like, a really good, you know, moment. It is a very good, sad moment where he's, like, cradling her body. He, Beatrice asks Dante with her dying words if he'll betray her, and he says never. Yeah. And she takes a final breath before, you know, he he just he just kind of cradles her and weeps. And also, there's a nip slip, which takes me right out of the scene. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, she's uh, she's topless at this point because she's uh, not necessarily been ravaged, but it's she her clothes didn't survive the uh, the attack.
2: I think it was Beatrice, going for who that kind of. did this to
1: you, uh, some foreigner can't (laughs) trust him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, let me tell you about that. I just came from the Crusades, and you know, you're right. (laughs) Like, yeah, what the fuck with that? But yeah, it's a very sweet moment. She's cradled, limp in his arms, and then her shimmering ghost pops out and begins to ascend to heaven, where she deserves to be. Until. (laughs)
0: Lucifer comes. (laughs) Uh, oh. <laughs> she owed me one yeah it's uh, and he 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 places great value on a soul that's meant for heaven and that goes to that first chilling thing about hell is like what happens to a soul a person who doesn't deserve it and it's right. not fair it's explicitly not fair yes yeah yeah and that that's um, that's the that's the first like kind of gut punch that i got which is like still pretty good and yeah, dante like what are you talking about who made that deal like we're all we've been faithful to each other
2: forever and lucifer just makes fun of him and dante can't do anything and demon arms shoot out of the ground bind him and sew his sins into his body in the form of a cross
0: yeah that's really cool that was gnarly and like they're all like cackling to him like like kind of whispering dark truths into his ears like you've lost her you've lied to her you've sinned (laughs) it and like it's Again, with the visceral games kind of beat on it like it is it is so uncomfortable and and vicious like the way like the mm-hmm. needle like sewing you see the needle yeah. go into his body and out of his body and uh-huh. the blood coming out and him moaning with it 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 puts it all on the page man like you don't fade yeah. to black mm-hmm. or nothing we're watching it this is happening
1: <laughs> no bullshit this is happening right now yeah <sighs> look watch no and that's like and that's something that you really get out of the the entire experience is you're forced to look hell in the face there's no fading to black there's no cutting away look it yeah Yeah. and and (laughs) it's it's a really
2: good pace setter And, and Virgil shows up and that's kind of what he tells Dante he's like what you're gonna let this deter your faith in God no you have to you have to pray harder and uh, Dante does and that gives him the strength to open the doors to hell yeah, that and he
0: plunges into a ring of fire there's <laughs> yeah. like a there's like an ongoing kind of plot thing in this movie that I don't fully understand which is like when did <laughs> when did Dante get superpowers like yes i know he's a crusader warrior but he does some real like anime anime protagonist bullshit that i don't know where it came from <laughs> He start it starts
1: here and it never stops. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He got it from the video game this is based on.
0: That's oh, pretty much it.
1: Right. Yeah. He
2: power leveled. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll in that game, they gather souls to increase their power level.
1: Of Listeners course, never of course. forget that if you watch this, it's based on the game, not necessarily
0: <laughs> the book. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and like,
0: based I, on a true story. And based- <laughs> listen, listen. I like that he fucking Conan's out all the time. I'm (laughs) pretty into it. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like, it's not explained at all, like where that comes from. But yeah, he, he just, you know, he just shoves open the doors to hell. It's Chekhov's bone sight. You gotta, like, if you're (laughs) going to have it on screen, you gotta have it do something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The devil taunts him saying, are you ready to be judged by this place? And he die and uh, Dante dives down after them. And like, there's like this swirling pit of spirits that really, again, reminded me of Disney's Hercules.
3: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> made yeah. me think
0: that they were just gonna be ripping that off the entire time. I uh. mean, you think of
2: of Hercules or like the original story of Orpheus in the in the underworld, like going into hell to bring back your loved one is a an established thing. So a lot of the imagery is going to, uh, you know, is gonna match up. I don't remember the other ones having souls arriving in hell via meteor. Uh, that was yeah. pretty badass <laughs> yeah that's pretty good um Virgil tells Dante like hey beatrice wager wagered against Lucifer that dante would be faithful while on his crusade and Dante's like oh no yeah i've totally been faithful
0: yeah um, really no no really? one buys it <laughs> like he's like, lying
1: to himself yeah. yes yeah he's in denial that's uh, the way he is for now
0: yeah, and that that's our introduction to the i mean i'm gonna I basically bolded all of the you know title cards for when a new scene shows up, but this is the arrival. The yeah. arrival, and and the, what I really love in the sound design here is the constant trickle of people screaming. Yeah, it's just like new souls are arriving all the time, and they're like, "Oh, hell is real!" Damn. <laughs> um, Shit. <laughs> damn yeah, indeed. I was really banking on that <laughs> Pascal's Wager not being a thing, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of hoped it would happen for the whole movie and just be, like, this constant pressure. But uh, it, it it quickly dies away. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, one We start seeing one of the recurring uh, events where Dante can look at the damned souls and see their sins.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: and he turns this upon himself frequently. Like, not intentionally. We just flash back to his crimes, which are usually in Jerusalem.
0: It's his PTSD. Like, that's really what... I mean, like... That's I, what yeah. it is. Honestly, sense. like... there's there's multiple references to how the war changed him and you know it's it's not fleshed out as nearly as well enough as it needs to be but it you know it does show the story of a man who has been broken apart by this terrible violence that he has been forced to endure and as a result is like just a a broken human being grasping at any comfort he can find Mm -hmm. um a a really good depiction of that just because i don't know why it's hitting my memory but I think it's uh, Brothers, I think, I think is the movie. I, I don't remember exactly who it is. It's got Tobey Maguire as like this uh, Iraq or Afghanistan war veteran who comes home and like he was forced to do some atrocities overseas and him not being able to talk about it and come to terms with it is causing like emotional strife in his family before like mm. the threat of divorce is real and looming.
3: Yeah, um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's like a really good depiction of that. This is less fluid. Right. But uh, you know, they meet Sharon. Yes. Yes. Um, I like Sharon. I like I'm, this depiction whose boat has grown wide and mighty over the millennia. Ugh. yeah, but you got to accommodate is
1: the boat now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to accommodate all those souls. And I love just a- a- adding in the this came from early Christianity. You're just knitting together different cultural underworlds. I was wondering. Yeah cuz this is a greek reference. Yeah. But of course they're not christians, so must be hell.
2: <laughs> is, is it like It's a, a good point. Mean. Did Dante originally like okay, they believed this because it's kind of true, but they missed the bigger point and that's why they're doomed.
0: Yeah, I I don't yeah. know. Like the first few circles of hell really don't have the punch for me. Like I think it's just I I kind of like in in order to make it decent to deal with in my head The first couple of layers Mm -hmm. of hell are just different purgatory. They're like a little bit farther down the, like they get triaged down a little bit, but they're still going to be okay. Right. And then of
1: course, like nerd gripe for me. uh, (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Sharon says the thing that is actually on the gates to hell. Which is that whole like
0: pronounce his name like my Sharona.
1: I I don't know how
3: exactly to say
1: it. Karen Karen.
2: Karen. Karen. Karen.
3: Karen.
1: I got a problem with the manager. Right. But like (laughs) the the, the whole like through me is the way into the doleful city, abandon all hope, all ye who enter that's on the gate. In the yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, this is I'm that they got the actually line. kind of a moment,
0: yeah. Um, I, I like that they had the line, but I was hoping to see that when Dante was trying to open the actual gates, um, yeah. I'm glad it showed up somewhere, but oh, yeah, you know. well, for it's... me, it's the
2: fact that he's the boat, like that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Sharon's wild ride is really something else,
2: yeah. Um, but Virgil tells Dante to get on the boat, and <laughs> Sharon says, like. Hey, go away. No living men should be here. And Dante impresses
0: da- him with a wicked backflip.
2: Yeah. He's like, listen, I will <laughs> pledge my soul to you if I can go farther. And Karen says, like, it's mine already. Here's some gargoyles.
0: Yeah. And we, get to, and we get our first demon ass kicking.
2: Yeah. This is so Dark Souls because we have two gargoyles, giant scythe, magic nonsense, brutality, and the dead wandering around to the background of chanting.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's exactly the animation style that you get in Netflix's uh, Castlevania. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Dan, I don't know if you've seen it at all, but if you had any love for this scene, just fucking check it out. I I will have to check it out, but I'm
1: going to (laughs) just fully disclose to you guys, I kind of checked out. Really? (laughs) During the action sequences. Okay. They
2: they didn't prep you for it. You didn't know yet what this movie was going to be.
1: Right. Right, I, I I like nothing against the movie, and uh, but it's just like for some reason it just didn't like it didn't jibe completely with me.
0: I think it was the the atmosphere of the action scenes mm-hmm. that really helped for it. Like yes, I, I'm not into a general, atmosphere. I'm not into a general action movie for the most part. Like a, a military thing or like a you know Jason Statham doesn't really hold a lot of fascination for mm-hmm, me right. anymore. But dark fantasy action absolutely and the thing that kept
1: me watching was the atmosphere like i I wasn't like gripped by the action but everything around it is what kind of kept me in the movie
3: yeah there is an an inconsistency
2: between like the tone and the flowery language and mm -hmm. this very video gamey aesthetic yeah um where if you haven't played video games that also evoke that sort of high and mighty um and and epic poem sort of Mm -hmm. feeling then yeah it does feel extremely artificial
1: yeah and and so i'll just warn you that i won't be able to like comment too much on the action sequences because (laughs) like i don't remember them very vividly i I remember the spider babies that's important yeah uh which which are coming up but yeah here's our first demon ass kick and then you guys can go into that more
0: I, I've only got a couple things to say about it. First, I will say that it really depends on which animation studio is is writing the thing that mm-hmm. that is that makes it either in the in the win column or the loss column for me. Yeah, this mm-hmm. one's in the win column. Like mm-hmm. they do a lot of good. I really like Dante, like close ups on his face and having his eyes bead from place to place. There's like a really good bit of fluid animation of just like the frenetic energy of this combat.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, this was yeah, one of the yeah. ones I remembered. They bleed fire sometimes, which is radical. That is. And he takes a gigantic bone scythe that he cut off of a different enemy. Dark Souls. Like, it's just so awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. If if we're going to have combat in hell, this is the guy I want to have the combat in. Like, he's got armor except for on his chest, which has a sewn on red cross. And he's wielding a demon scythe that he beat off of a demon.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, his his abs are front and center throughout <laughs> all <him>. the time.
3: Because
2: <laughs> it's like, well, we want to make sure everyone remembers he's a crusader, but we also don't want him to wear a shirt. And he's got like right? an
0: austere helmet on right now, like a crusader style helmet. That is going to change <laughs> in really awesome oh, ways. Yes. Yeah, it'll get a
1: ponytail at one point. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Everything um, changes. But anyway, he
2: has to kill a boat. And the best way to do that is to run it aground. Yep. And he's Everybody like, Virgil, why didn't you help me? And he's like, I'm a ghost, dude. Like, I'm not. <laughs> Look, I'm just kind of here to summon
0: nature's ally for.
1: Virgil's never lifted anything heavier than a pencil, so <laughs> Ooh
0: yeah. bird there, that too in Rome. Yeah. So we're we're heading into limbo, but before that, we get a nice panning shot from a distance to see how far away Beatrice is be, is from being rescued, and she gets a little mm-hmm. taste of hell as the devil taunts her. Yeah. Um, man. But luckily yeah, she's virtuous she's like a lone light in the she's like a lone
2: light in the darkness and she calls out for dante and a demon version of him appears and he's like committing war crimes and trying to sell her on the pleasures of hell like yeah yeah and they're, it's they're, the psychological torture aspect of this thankfully is maintained in this movie
0: yeah and that's mm-hmm. like you know that that's like one of the more uh chaste ways that they can start torturing this person who does not deserve it is to just like yeah they're mess with her you know, yeah, and, and it's guy. going to get remember worse her later. Um, she she denies his sexy, sexy demon shimmying. And, you know, she's set on fire. And from the way her form looks for that moment, like the fire, like she looks really metal. Like, I think she looks really mm-hmm. cool when mm-hmm. she's set on fire in a way that I, I hope isn't taken out of context. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a little taste of what's to come. She's going to she's in it for the long haul. All right. Yeah, and now we, we enter Limbo.
2: Limbo and the Limbo. animation
0: studio Manglobe steps up to the plate. Uh, this is Ooh. a huge bump in animation and awesome kinetic action scenes.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, they they really sold like the it's almost like an underdark spiderweb filled darkness pit. Um, yeah, yeah, less I, I, lake of fire and more like oh, I'm very claustrophobic. Mm. Yeah, th- this this place looks sticky.
0: Honestly, yeah. Yeah. It looks like it. It looks like you're gonna need you're gonna need to take like a double shower or something. That um, would this be is, all yep. of the unbaptized babies. The, the virtuous pagans and unbaptized babies. Yep. Now, we, we've already Dante's. talked about how fucked up damning of babies is, so let's skate right past that. We did, but we get also- sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we do get a little gruesome abortion scene uh, in a in kind of like not really a flashback because we didn't like Dante didn't see it, but we get to see. Right. Uh, a little window into how difficult things were for beatrice which is good yeah. character fleshing out that doesn't yeah. really ever happen again
1: <laughs> because let us remember we didn't really talk about it but in one of the previous flashbacks before he went off to the crusades they banged yeah yeah, yeah they did and, and so living she and so she ends up pregnant uh living in sin and trying to hide the pregnancy from her family and then this happens
3: Yeah,
0: because because on because they're not wet at this point. Is that why she's hiding it? I I didn't really understand the point. Okay,
1: because the deal was you come back from the Crusades and we get hitched, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: and and like he like it's not really brought up again that that happened and like he holds the the, you know, unborn child or whatever, and it crumbles to dust and like I don't think we needed any of that. He like the stakes are already personal. Mm -hmm. We already know that he has a bunch of sins like I didn't see the point of this. Well, I don't I... think it
0: was because it was personal. I think it was to get Beatrice into the it, like get Beatrice into the story a little bit more. Um it shows how much she know like it, it it characterizes her as you know we we know her on paper as being virtuous, but we see her being very self-sacrificing here and going through a lot of hardship and that that makes the bitter pill that much harder to swallow. And
1: mm-hmm. could I just reframe this in the cultural World that the, yes, please. This they're already sinning before he goes to the Crusades. Sure, they, they have sex out of wedlock, and she gets pregnant. She's not even as virtuous as mm-hmm. Dante sells her to be. Like this is our like this is the first sin that they're talking about. It, right, like, right. But, like to reframe it from the perspective of someone who is writing the Inferno and probably like framing it in its historical context.
0: That was a sin. Yeah, sure. But but this movie tracks in different sins than they did. Um, Yeah, I I think I think the scene wasn't really meant to show that Beatrice was sinning. I think that the point of the scene was that she it's through a flashback of her writing a letter to Dante and it says, this is the fourth letter I write and the fourth letter I've destroyed. Like, she keeps writing yeah. these because she has to do something to kind of keep her head on her shoulders. But yeah, she doesn't send them for fear of being found out or maybe just to not put it on Dante. Mm-hmm. It is good
2: characterization for her. Yeah. I agree. Um, we do need to keep the pace of the action up. So some of the babies grow sh- uh, spider legs yeah, and charge at him. Yeah, and, yeah this and, is like,
1: more Dark Souls, just straight up. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's like a flood of spider babies that come chasing <laughs> after him, and, and he ch- closes the door behind him, and
2: they and all
0: they just like thud right, into it, like a it.
1: bunch of just wasps,
0: yeah, and smacking <laughs> well,
1: against a car window. It was great because he he tries to fend off the spider babies and realizes and says outright, "Too many of them," and just like runs away from them. Yeah. Virgil opens <laughs> yeah, the yeah, door. I'm not dealing with and this. And, yeah, this and is then still they go. first circle shit. And then, yeah, and then they're like <laughs> slapping against the door as they're just like throwing it's themselves so wacky. like lemmings. Like. You know,
0: now that I think about it, it is very Dark Souls. But I'm wondering how far back does the Dark Souls influence go? Because Dark Souls got hmm. like babies attacking from Berserk. Berserk got it from Escher and Bosch. Did they get it from Dante? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's come full circle. I think
0: I, I wouldn't I, be surprised. Like, yeah, I, I think this is actually like weird reference upon reference kind of Ouroboros shit.
2: A, a lot of the the set pieces in this movie, yeah, very uh, Boshian.
1: Yeah. So once they go through the door, they end up in the portion where the nerd in me wishes they did more with this. I know. It, it, I was like, oh, the,
0: Dan, poor guy.
1: It, it, it is the <laughs> it, it is the infernal cocktail party. Yeah. Of all of the righteous pagans so like plato socrates caesar like all of these pre-christian greco-roman figures just chilling out and chatting up and kind of occasionally acknowledging that we're in hell but you know it's, it's
2: just a cosmic circle jerk that's is. what bill yes. yeah. and
0: are philosophizing with them Yes. I think it's
2: really <laughs> funny that right before this, uh Virgil says come along there's, this is no place for idle thought. When like that's the point of hey, limbo. There's nowhere else for
1: it. It's literally the point of
0: yeah. <laughs> uh there is an important plot beat here where Dante recognizes a Kurdish man under uh does he he recognizes uh Saladin himself or just yeah, yes. Saladin? Yeah. Okay. And the story is I mean, of a
2: crusade but a man for whom Dante clearly has
0: respect.
1: Yes, even yeah. though he gutted him in life
0: yeah so right. he, the flashback shows him killing him like killing him i thought it was just some weird merchant who happened to be in his city like it wasn't in that's a palace later.
1: ah you know that's a good
0: question i read it <laughs> he at the kills time. a lot of
3: muslims he does that's kill. true they,
1: they all sort of blur together
0: i'm sure for him um, well here's how here's how i read it is the flashback shows him butcher someone in a blood rage and get ready for blood rages um, his te- his blood rage tendencies are real strong. Obviously, yes. it's going to be an ongoing theme. <laughs> so many blood rages. He he kills him, and then he whips around to a child saying like saying something, please don't hurt me or something like that. And he almost stabs a child through the face.
1: Yeah, and it's like the family of this
0: person that he just killed. It's like don't. And he almost noble does. knight, please, you know, restrain yourself. Like you know, just kind of this they're not angry at him. They just want mercy and he is barely able to give it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then He's...
0: his, his friend, uh, Francesco, I guess comes mm-hmm. by and says, Hey dude, fighting's over. And like the way I read the scene was he was just killing someone kind of for no reason. And like the, mm. like it's sort of like sacking Atlanta after the war ended or was it atlanta i don't remember but like you know the civil war and then like two weeks after the war ended there was a battle of something maybe the point is like i i think that he i think that this this is the start of his ptsd where he kills someone and it wasn't necessary
1: yeah yeah there is yeah yeah there is that aspect it was uh it was a moot point by that point.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I'm getting at.
2: Yeah. Yeah, every, every time we flash back to Jerusalem, we see that Dante was a bit of a bastard, even for a crusader. Yeah, particularly but so.
0: But if we're trying to build this up as him, the war changing him, I think this is where it starts. Is he kill someone, the person didn't need to die, and he spends a lot of mental energy convincing himself that it was right. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's where the next bits come in.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So next, we uh, we borrow some more stuff from Greek mythology. We come to King Minos, boiled in his own flesh in life. Now he sits and judges which circle of hell sinners go to. And it's Kevin Michael Richardson, baby. Mm-hmm. And he's got the coolest setup. It's a platform in the sky with a huge wedge chipped out of it, and it yeah. holds a spike wheel. And when he judges the spirits, he throws them onto the sky.
0: Yeah. and
2: then they then the the, the wheel we spins get, and
0: flings them off to the right circle. We should get we should get the the voice of of him like judging all their all the sinners for their sins and it because it's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, they have a little a little showdown. Dante judges him to be a monster, and he's like, "Bitch, you trying to judge me? I don't think so." And they got a they got a cool fight. Um, which honestly, that one bounced off me a little bit. Dante slices his nards, and yep. Minos sends him to be judges him to be in the lowest circle of hell and they continue
2: no 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 no. minos gets hoisted by the petard that is his wheel yeah uh oh, and they right. just like, murders uh, i'm not surprised that he belongs there and maybe he judged him pre-death but he definitely killed the guy in charge of like organizing and sorting like yeah gonna that's to gonna be an
0: hr nightmare
2: yeah yeah finding <laughs> a new guy
0: and they and they enter lust and the new animation style is my favorite dongwu animation uh, it has dante as an emaciated wretch his helmet <laughs> is gone and replaced by like, this crowd of spikes and man yeah he's just kind of thorns it's lean and mean there's a lot of good animation here yeah very christ-like yep yeah. like, but yeah, like, a, I, like an antichrist yeah yeah I like
2: I like scrawny dante
0: yeah this is my favorite Dante he he looks amazing and I like a lot of the way his hair moves reminds me of like <laughs> the fluid animations in avatar the last airbender i never mm-hmm. got tired of like seeing the wild deranged maniac hair whipping over his face mhm mm-hmm. and it's here where we start like virgil
2: prefaces each of these circles by saying like here's the sin here's the here's why this circle is like this he's like lust is a stormy ocean representing the whirlwinds of the heart's passions and the fickleness of carnal pleasure. Like, great, perfect, I got it. Yeah. This one I get. Very well put. The, the other one's not so much. <laughs> but this,
0: this one uh, actually makes perfect sense.
2: Dan, in the original, how much, like, time was spent, like, just explaining to the reader, like... Why this punishment
1: is just Oh, um I couldn't really tell you off the top of my head How deeply they go, but the poem Like the poem goes into that kind of detail It, it, it really, mm-hmm. it, it, it does Um It, it, it sort of <clears throat> like meditates It meditates on the sin itself And why this is happening To the to the wretches That are there mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, We move into A, uh, a whorehouse Wherein he is he is uh, beckoned by some buxom wenches, whom are, yeah, Dan. I know you. I know you checked out for a lot of the action scenes, but I think that we should spend a second on the lust demons (laughs) because this is. This... A lot of vagina combat, uh, What well, I, I was expecting. Like, gigantic Please. crotch spears emitted from vaginas <laughs> to try to impale Dante. Like, who is this movie meant for? Right?
1: <laughs> um, definitely something Freudian going on there.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's real explicit. Like, I mean, I guess it's appropriate. Like, I wouldn't want it a different way, but, like, that was kind of a, it's just kind of a punch to the face. Like, oh, geez, okay. It's a clear,
1: no. like, it's it's one of those breathtaking moments of somebody thought of this.
2: Somebody,
1: yeah, this, this is where a writer's room landed.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can we do Dante justice here? How can we do the original Divine Comedy justice? Crotch spears. Got it. <laughs> if he had
2: thought of it, he would have kept it in. <laughs> um. So both he and Beatrice kind of see his sin you know he's avoiding the carnal pleasures here but back in jerusalem he cheated on beatrice uh by taking advantage of a prisoner yeah it's even worse (laughs) than just cheating
0: on them it's it's him like taking yeah taking advantage of a prisoner in order like as a sexual favor to get her husband out of being beaten to death
1: yeah it was a bargain like that was the it it, it was
0: it's disgusting yeah it's just absolutely
2: monstrous and like Dante's like, no, the war the war changed me, and Beatrice is like, Lucifer, you you corrupted him, and Lucifer has this great line. Uh, He's like, I haven't had to corrupt humans in millennia. I merely created sin. It was man that took it and spread it like a disease.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's which is great.
2: Earth, Earth is just another form of hell, and man is its demons. Yes. Just lasts, like sit in that. Yeah. Sit and think so good.
3: about
0: that for a while, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I really like that, you know, it does happen too quickly, but I like that we can see the direct line between him killing someone who might not have deserved it to him, like, being like, well, the priests absolve us of all sin, so what's the problem of me taking comfort when I need it? Like, exactly. You, you know, yeah. It, yeah. I don't think his facial expressions matched, like, the inner conflict that should be taking place. Like, he just looks like a manic rapist at this moment, so. Yeah,
2: he's kind of carved from granite in the face. Like, you can't really get a lot out of the yeah of that he's just stoic, yeah, but,
1: but uh, it's
0: interesting that they stated that logic com- like outright like that. I thought we'd that's... get a few more rounds of Dante being a truther, to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. but no, like if you think
1: about it, when you got the bishops blessing you and absolving you of all sins so that you can go wage war effectively, that's kind of the mindset that gets that gets inculcated in you is you know. Well, I'm good with God, so anything that I do in service of this mission that I've been sent on, and anything connected to that mission, must be good, too. Yeah, and later on, we see just how hollow that
2: promise is. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and it's one of the points is that I I really appreciate that this movie recognizes the hypocrisy of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I swear we don't go looking for Hitler, Dan. Right. <laughs> it, it like honestly, we just Ben then, then is that is that your new like independent movie
2: <laughs> looking for Hitler Dan?
0: <laughs> we we just I don't know. We it just keeps showing up. Like we see yeah. Lucifer saying like Lucifer taunts Beatrice some more of like no people are really good. You're the one who's evil. And Lucifer's like you have no idea what these assholes are up to. Like yeah. and he shows her a vision of the future. A montage. A montage of all style. the atrocities throughout the ages.
1: Yeah. Up to and including the Holocaust. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, so two two
2: things occurred to me, like, that that flash in my mind, and one of them is relevant and one of them is not. Please. Uh, one of them is, like, Chapter Black from Yu Yu Hakusho, where it's like, oh, the demons are trying to get their hands on this movie that has a clip show of all of humanity's greatest sins, because yep. they use it as propaganda. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of what that is. Mm-hmm. The other thing was, in, in 2005, um... William Shatner had a Comedy Central skit where he, he comes out looking like the devil and there's a bunch of like sexy backup dancers and he just keeps on like saying all the shitty things that happened that year and he just like cackles and like, ooh, 2005 was a very good year. It was a very good year for sin. <laughs> oh, man. man. You have is it to In- see it to believe it. Is it
0: called Inferno Man? <laughs> I think it's oh, going to be a long, long time down below. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry anyway
2: uh, gluttony hell is no place to raise a child yeah.
0: <laughs> in fact it's hot as hell um, <laughs> so uh, this must have made your inner nerd squeal going to gluttony and sandworm Cerberus hell yeah <laughs> I was not hell expecting yeah. this I'm cool with it I, I'm honestly pretty into sandworm Cerberus <laughs> like, he, he looks, looks like it's good. something out of the Beatles Sand-
1: animated series
0: yes it, it's a graboid on steroids.
1: It would have been way too weird if it was just, like, literal three-headed dog. They had to make it some weird mm-hmm.
0: They thing. had to dark fantasy it up a little bit. Yeah. Which is, it's weird that three-headed demon dog is not fantasy dark fantasy enough, but, like, I think that they did need to jazz it up for this audience. So. It
1: needs to look less like a dog. I'm sorry. It just would have been too <laughs> weird. The like, dogs are good. What, yeah, what, if, what if
0: it was, like, a dog? a like, good boy. Like, what if it was like a Shiba Inu or like a Chihuahua instead? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a, a Corgi. A corgi yeah, a, a worm. My yeah. <laughs> The comedy part of Divine Comedy comes in weird places.
1: Either like um, go full hog and like it's the worst kinds of dog, or just make it a sandworm monster. Why not? Oh, if yeah. it was
0: a pug, I would. It would just break my fucking heart. No, this this yeah. was
1: the right choice. It was so
2: good. Because yeah, like um,
0: a pug can barely breathe as it is, and if it has to try to breathe through three separate noses, oh. Mm-hmm those poor things <laughs>
2: right um so this movie never really slows down uh, yes no no break next when Virg- virgil is like hey the circle is inside of cerberus and dante's like is there yeah. any way around this <laughs> no there is <isn't. laughs> no and he just goes for it he gets sphinctered
0: yeah, yeah. dante gets at yeah uh, the how lo- about this interior the shot inside is another awesome hellscape that i'm sure i've seen references to where like the, just the pulsating sticky tendrils And they just remind me of so many awesome nightmares I'm sure I've had. Mm
3: -hmm, mm Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this kind of imagery anywhere? Invader Zim? Yeah, yeah. 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 Weirdly, I've seen it in an episode of Power Rangers where Tommy has to go inside of that gigantic weird monster. Oh, Cardiotron? No, I don't think it's Cardiotron. It might be Cardiotron. No, it's like that weird turtle. Anyway... Um, Cardiotron
2: is the name of the heart computer that's guiding the turtle that makes it invincible. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> now, interestingly, in the novelization of that episode, um, the instead of Cardiotron, it's called Romeo, and he tries to reason with it by telling it of how cool Romeo and Juliet is. I'm not making this up. Wow. Listen,
0: I'm sorry I brought it up. You don't have to drag <laughs> me through the dirt.
2: <laughs> mm. um, you're a glutton for punishment I, I am uh-huh. uh, the gluttons here uh, it's a nice bit of dramatic irony they
1: are nothing but skin and bone. yeah, they're all emaciated and not taking the benefit of gluttony because you know,
0: kinda sweet. we see an un- we see an undermotivated uh, rescue here um mm-hmm. Dante sees somebody he sort of recognizes kinda is like hey, I'm a countryman hey, I Frankie seen... oh shit Frankie
3: yeah, <laughs> oh not <I> mean...
0: Frankie. <laughs> And he, like, is like, you know what? You don't deserve this punishment based on nothing. Uh, I'm going to save you with my god powers that I somehow have. Because he can do that, right? (laughs) (laughs) And Lucifer is pissed. He does. He
3: just
1: hates it. Like, the fuck, man? (laughs)
3: Here's my... Where
0: where do you get off? Yeah. Letting this guy go. I I think that it does serve a purpose for him, like... Started. You gotta set it up. Yeah, it, it shows character growth, I think, um, in, in a way that, like, it, we have to—it it both shows character growth in that he is trying to um, absolve other people of sins that he clearly also has. Yeah. And so, like, that is helpful. I also think it's, it's part of the movie trying to paper over the more uncomfortable torments. Right. Of, like, you don't actually deserve eternal punishment, and you're trying to, like, make amends, so, like, yeah. we'll give you yeah. a pass.
1: Um, I don't know it's a little codependent of him but he's gonna <laughs> yeah. try to fix other people before he can <laughs> really like he needs to
2: well, work I on wanna, himself uh, first you want a scene where he tries and uses it on himself and it's just <laughs> yeah. like eh, yeah. eh.
0: damn it I don't show up in any mirrors
2: I, boomp, yeah, boomp, boomp. That's true.
0: <laughs>
2: um. so Lucifer is pissed and he's like yep. oh well you
0: think that's so great well your dad's down here fuck you. Hell is full of dads. Who is bringing up his dad? Like, why is his dad in this movie? Like, there's just, (laughs) I don't know. Like, there's, there's kind of no dramatic weight to his dad being here. It's not really relevant. I don't think. I I don't don't know. know. A
1: piece of shit doesn't fall far from the ass. (laughs) A good point.
2: And okay. we're about to head right into that ask. That's one of those uh, lawyerisms. Dante <laughs> destroys Cerberus's black heart and yeah. uh, falls down to greed. Mm-hmm. Which is, I love greed. Greed is a clockwork apparatus Holy forged from gold. Shit. And the avaricious are crushed and boiled by the filthy lucre they craved in life. It's yeah. an
0: awesome ste- CGI steampunk gold tower.
2: <laughs> it, and it looks and like it's designed to create
0: gold golems. <laughs> <laughs> Goldums. Right? Goldums? Yes. Goldar. Back I, I, to Power Rangers. I like the whole melting from boiling gold thing as an as an, another like ironic bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Game of Thrones season one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we see Dante's dad again. Apparently, he he got two circles. He was like, you know what, we're gonna kick you up the tree. You're you're gonna you're gonna go places in this organization. We're gonna send you down to the mm-hmm. next level. Yep. Um, and we get yeah. we get a flashback where he's a wife beater. We previously yeah, this, got a This flashback. animation studio
2: is like, all right, Dante's dad is gonna be real fat.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love the way he looks. Like <laughs> he looks like uh, like Stitches from Warcraft. Like he's got like just all these like barely sewn together sh- like gaping wounds on his gigantic torso. He's got one of those like reverse mouths that you see so much in Eldritch uh, Eldritch horror.
3: This reverse good.
2: mouth is so uncanny, like. Like, I'm trying to find the words to describe it, and I can't, and it's like he's got an interior
0: beak that talks, but it still, like, makes the mouth shapes that it should. Yeah, but it's it's behind his mouth. It's behind (laughs) his actual teeth, like, rotting, you know tooth skeleton mouth, and you can see a second mouth behind it. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm uh, And yeah. Mark
0: Hamill is off the chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only get one scene of monologue. You got it.
1: I can't believe I missed that this was Mark fucking Hamill.
0: <laughs> yeah. He
1: disappears into everything that he does voice actor
0: wise. Like, I, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, man. Beautiful. We're a bit more well-versed with Mark Hamill, probably. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I... I how did, why is he here? What is he, Mark Hamill, doing here? I don't care. He was the <laughs> he was the best in the movie.
1: He was free that day.
2: Uh, <laughs> he might have just been free that day.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, we got Mark Hamill for a day. What do we do with him? Ah, ah.
0: Dante's dad still needs a voice. Do, which which weird like looking that. motherfucker do you want to have a have a you know have a villain dialogue from? Oh shit, does that guy have a reverse mouth? <laughs> yeah,
3: sign <laughs> me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh that, that's pretty good. Um yeah, so I don't know why the dad is here. The, the basics of it are that the dad was, you know, like he at the beginning of the movie kind of re- expresses remorse that his dad is dead, but we see over the couple of flashbacks that he is uh he is glutton. He is a miser. He like is a wife beater and like mm-hmm. just generally a terrible human being with like no remorse mm-hmm. or, or or morals to guide him. And right. he put Beatrice through some probably mental anguish. Yeah, um, and they have a they have a real cool fight scene. Like this, mm-hmm. I think this is my favorite fight scene. <laughs> It it has a lot of
2: variety, mm-hmm. so um, the direction changes up a lot. There's a lot of zooming in and out, perspective changes, slowing down at critical moments, and there's even, like, camera blur.
0: Really? I, di- I didn't notice that Which I always I didn't find interesting when,
2: they, when it's animated.
0: <laughs> yeah, what I really noticed was when you see a bunch of the impacts, that it really slows down to show the distortion of flesh. Yes. <laughs> which is a little gross, but maybe it should be. It, oh, yeah, it absolutely should be. Um, his dad is using a gold cross as a weapon. That's kind of great. The one that was shoved into his eye. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> like a giant one. Like it's the size of him. And this is like a Dark Souls boss again. So, you know. Oh, I wish gold I cross wish you could a weapon jump is kick good. people
2: into pools of molten gold in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, dad
0: gets viscerist. <laughs> oh ah, beautiful yeah a lot awful lot of this scene reminds me of the castlevania anime both in tone and in animation and like, yeah, with like the whip stuff the and frenetic the, yeah, the energy definitely. of all of the movement is just a near match yeah love it um before we head down to the next level beatrice gets tricked again honestly like it's the same as we've seen Lucifer's being a dick like i think the movie has is starting to just show its greatest hits and it might have peaked a little too early yeah, the next couple of circles and also are just like another one kind of, kind of filler. Yeah, they, they feel like a filler. They feel like they're just like Virgil gets to show off some buddies that he knows down in hell, and that's kind of it. Yeah, then that, so we head to anger. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, yeah, and that's just you know, it, this was a slow point for me, for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah,
0: we head down to anger. Girl. Uh, Dante has a flashback of a bunch of prisoners grabbing him out of starvation. Dante gets mad. You know the drill. Blood rage.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like an ice agent in a border facility. He's surrounded
1: (laughs) by hungry people, and he's blaming them for it. But they're getting grabby.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like
1: he just red mists. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I I was
2: surprised we spent so little time here, given that it does seem like one of Dante's main sins. Yeah, man. Um, I think maybe they didn't want the player of the video game dwelling on it that much because it's too meta. Because you have to do a lot of violence in here, but then later there's a violence circle. So I didn't quite understand that either. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's
0: that's one of those like uh, cleaving too close to the source material gets some weird. Um, I don't know. Like it, it it feels redundant in a strange way. Um, I do like the theming of anger uh, It is a
2: swamp filled with furious sinners their arms reaching out grasping and thrashing but never making an impact mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah sort of impotent rage mm-hmm. Uh, I, like when I when I wrote when I saw the way that they did things and I write down like Stuff like it just came immediately in this very flowery ironic language Like you mm-hmm. look at it and you understand immediately. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah, I, I really like the I really like the way that they kind of react as well because, in a rare in a rare moment, Dante sees himself being angry in a flashback, and then he's just immediately still angry at the guy shouting at him, like mm-hmm. they just have a shouting match until until uh, until the end of the circle.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Sharon too shows up, Flegius, guardian of the steaks.
2: This thing.
0: Yeah, uh, it's just one. It's just another of Virgil's rotating like, "Hey, did you meet my D&D group? I want to introduce you to each one of them." So <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: So they yeah. are kind of like tying in some of the stuff from the source material
0: cuz it's like, "Hey, meet this guy." Yeah, but like talk to this guy. Like, and it's like it's like fine this as a spectacle cool. thing, but yeah. it just there's nothing to it. Yeah,
1: it didn't really like work in this context and going back to my original point the original source material wouldn't have made a great movie. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it needs the action. Um, it needs the. It, it needs the snap to it.
2: Yeah, and uh, we're in the city of Dis, which is also just sort of a slow point. This mm-hmm. is the circle of the heretics, and they're just on fire constantly, which feels a little lazy compared to what we've seen. Right? Yeah,
1: we've seen fire before. It's what you think of it about hell, though. Mm-hmm. Hell is hot. Uh, we can all agree <clears throat> on that. <laughs> Yeah, for the heretics. <laughs> yeah. the heretics.
2: Uh, they meet a guy with a fire thorax uh, who sees the future and says that Dante's going down.
0: Yeah, yeah. He tells Dante that he's going to die and that Dante's shit is weak. And Dante does his eye stabbing thing. Mm. I have no idea yeah, what can, any of this has stab, to do with. He stabs the guy.
2: He stabs him in the eye with a cross, aka the Southern handshake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no idea what this has to do with heresy. <laughs> like where, like this is where, like the 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 you know kind of linear. Uh, parallelism between Dante's journey and like da- Dante's backstory and mm-hmm. like the circles of hell that we're going. Like, I have no idea what this means. <laughs> it's, it's very confused.
3: Yeah.
2: We're going through these circles quickly. It feels like the writers would have skipped them, but you have to stay trueish to the source material. Yeah. Um, it's not a long movie, but you can tell which scenes should be cut.
0: Honestly, I think this one should. The way that they kind of bolster the length of the City of Dis is to get Lucifer ready to marry Beatrice here, Um, and so like that's kind of a plot point. He's like he he wants to wed her for I don't know reasons. He wants to be a he wants a child, but it'd be perverted to have it illegitimately, so he has to marry her. It's like pretty weird. Yeah, I mean we're
2: demons, but we're not evil, right? We want to live in sin, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty
2: weird. (laughs) I I love the idea of like Satan. Super concerned with respectability politics. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, actually, but like it doesn't make any sense. Um, um Yeah, they meet a Minotaur, it goes down, there's no point. They go to violence. Yeah, it's padding. Yeah. Violence, which is different from anger. Uh, it it's also a different studio of animation. We enter JM Animation and Dante ate some wheat germ and mouths are hard. Those are the two notes that I have about this animation studio. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dante violent... gets more kind of 80s action hero, Conan the Barbarian kind of physique at this point, which I miss. I miss lean Dante. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was scrappy. Yeah. The violence actually has three
2: segments. Um, first, the violent boil in the blood they have shed. Uh, Dante just rides above it on a centaur that Virgil knows. Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> I like this centaur. Like, it's a muscly-breasted centaur that looks like a Titan from uh, Attack on Titan because it's got, (laughs) like, that muscular skeletal face. (laughs) Looks pretty good. Um,
2: The second part of violence is self-violence, and the forest of suicide contains Dante's mother.
0: Mm. this, This bears a moment's respite to talk about. Sure, let's talk about it. Apparently, his mom ranks lower than his dad. Yeah. And I think that this is one of those points where the adaptation is like, all right, let's throw her a Let's throw her a line because like this, this hierarchy is nonsense. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. uh, Dante blesses her with the cross and like gets, gets God to, you know, airlift her out of there. And even Lucifer's like, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair game. <laughs> I, I didn't feel good about that one either, man.
2: <laughs> you know, the rule book says I have to
0: <laughs> I'm just kinda of following the my supervisor's gonna get mad. Uh-huh. I, I did kind of like this as a point where Dante gets some wise words from his mom, which are well placed as as I like, I think we've been getting a little angst violence sad from a Dante and
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know it it kind of quells his more violent outbursts that have been happening a lot recently, and she says you can be redeemed. The pain purifies you. So having yeah. all this pain as like having purpose is is sort of like why suicide is a sin, I suppose, because it's mm-hmm. like running from that purification. I mean, I don't buy it. Right? That's yeah. not kind of yeah, yeah. That's an interesting it's take, very...
1: and it's
2: yeah.
0: But but it's, it... it is interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, the self-flagellating nature, up to a point, is an interesting sort of apparent paradox that Mm -hmm. you know can be made sense but you have to go to church every week to find out the answer
0: right Right. I do like like the point of the pain purifies you as like it shows us the purpose of this journey which is that he's going through this hardship being shown his own faults and sin so that he can rise above them right and
1: like it's right there's something conflicted about that so I, I totally see your point where maybe the message is Suicide was such a sin back in the day because it was seen as fleeing from that idea. But also, you know, I think there's something true in adversity can build character under some circumstances. And there's like a a voluntary taking on of the pain can, depending on certain circumstances, it can it can lead to a, a better you. And it's weird to like look back and think of it that way. And you can only really think of it that way in hindsight. It, it never feels right. that way, and like
3: <clears throat> yeah,
2: right. And Christianity has this fetishization of of, uh, of pain of suffering. and suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but for I sure. think you know the 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 um, the rule against suicide, I think, is really just sort of damage control by the church. Yeah. Um, in that you know, if you make it so that heaven is good and you don't want to commit sins and you want to do all these things. Uh, like suicide is the logical extension of that if you don't make an explicit rule against it. Right. Plus, yeah.
0: I hadn't.
1: I hadn't considered that. That's a good point. Yeah. That is. A, that is a good point. Plus, there's also the Cause, idea. Because that's of, what a bunch of cults do, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus there's also the idea of life is something that's precious that God gives you, and then to throw it away is the ultimate
0: sin. Yada yada yada. I it's, get it. I get the logic of it. If you give me like, yeah, it, with those givens, yes. But the givens yep. are ridiculous and they like are. yeah. I you know, if I if I decide I'm done, then I don't want anyone kind of getting in my way. Like that's right. if you know, that's that's But, but the perspective that they're giving is
2: if you don't behave at Thanksgiving, no gifts come Christmas.
0: <laughs> well, but the point behind like the message of you have to go through this pain to get your reward is an important one in that Dante has to Atone for his sins. He has to come to terms with what he has done and suffer because of them, and and only by doing that, like we've spent a lot of the movie of him saying, "Hey, it's no sin. This priest absolved me," or like, "Hey, Mm -hmm. you don't know what I've been through. I've got PTSD," and like that that's him. uh abdicating his own responsibility for his sins mm-hmm. right. and it's only by actually accepting them and going through that pain can he actually come out the other side so yeah. i yeah. i like that bit of it he the has suicide to... bit is nonsense but this oh, is yeah. good he yeah. has
1: to go through the process yes yeah
0: and he like you got to beat that he's got a pretty hard head you got to beat it into him a few a few yeah. levels of hell before he gets it oh yeah
1: yeah he's 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 a he, he's a beefcake he needs he <laughs> needs that extra push.
0: This is the only language he understands. Yes. Um, we're not done with violence
2: yet. No. The third bit is violence against God, and we flash back to Jerusalem. We see the same scene, but from a new perspective, where mm-hmm. it makes Dante's violence seem even crueler. I yeah. thought that was a very neat touch.
0: Yeah. That it's. This is this is a cool point because, like, you know, we we we've sort of been calling out like ah, this, this this pious behavior is pretty sinful, Dante. He's like, yeah, but it's mm-hmm. in the name of God. And then he sees a bunch of crusaders rise out of the sands to fight him. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. expecting heretics. Uh-huh. And, you know, it takes a hot minute to re- for him to realize that heretics are people too. <laughs> <laughs> and that killing yeah, anyone... that's called character growth. <laughs> this yeah. is not so good. Yep. Yeah, um, and his
2: brother-in-arms tells him that like God does not condone violence. You are bound for this circle.
0: I I was hoping that Francesco would get out of it.
2: Yeah. Cuz
0: like early on it like to, we didn't break down every bit of their relationship, but in the very beginning, Francesco is like is 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 sort of the skeptic of the church where he's like Dante, do you really think that priests can absolve us of our sin? And Dante says, you know, just like classic truth, don't think about it. Of course they can. <laughs> By thinking about it, you are going against God. And I thought that skepticism yeah. was serving him really well in the intermediary where, like, they're talking about, like, Dante, don't kill all these prisoners in a blood rage. <laughs> Saladin, like, Saladin ha- had had captured some of us and he treated them with mercy. And, you know, Dante rejects that as, like, uh, heretic lives are not worth the same as a christian life so your logic is invalid and i'm angry so i have to play, have somewhere to put my sword right so like, yeah. i thought that that uh, the idea that francesco was like y- you know he was he was skeptical that god's like that 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 the priests could absolve him of his sins so i thought that he was the one taking responsibility for his sins and therefore would be spared the same fate that dante was mm-hmm. I don't know but why no. he's down here. Like, <laughs> I kind of well, wish that he does. He does
2: try to, yeah. w- once he wins the fight, he does try to pray for him to be absolved. But Lucifer is like, you're not getting this one. But yeah.
0: why? Like, I, I, I didn't know. see him do anything bad for the whole movie. Like, it's just <laughs> it's so that they could unfair. have a good rival fight.
2: Yeah, it's deeply unfair. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a line I do want to bring up um, during their fight when the Crusader looks like he has the upper hand. And he says, There will be justice. And Dante's response is, Not yet. <laughs> like, he's accepted that he doesn't deserve heaven, but he doesn't really know what else to do at this point. Yeah, yeah he's still working through the issues. He's still working his way um, up to purgatory. Yeah. Also, when Lucifer taunts him, he's like, I'll kill you in your own circle, devil, which is a good line, <laughs> but it feels like he missed the point of violent circle, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he didn't really learn the lesson there. <laughs> um,
2: um, but yeah, I like violence. I think I think it's a very good segment. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I just I just deeply hate the fact that Francesco's down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unmotivated and like counter-motivated because we see very soon that Francesco's a good dude.
2: Yeah, it undercuts him.
0: Well, maybe he cheated on his taxes. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, well, then he would have ended up in the ninth circle, ninth, eighth, something what? fraud. I haven't
1: been counting. Yeah, fraud is lying. Yeah,
0: deceit. Flattery. At the
1: intersection of Hell's three main
2: rivers is a flying serpent lady who will take them f- to the eighth circle if they enter into her toothy <laughs> vagina. I
0: like that. Dante is like, do I have to kill this? Because it looks pretty bad. And he's like, no, it's just another one of my pets. He's just gonna ferry us to the next next circle of play. Oh, man. Which is pretty funny, like very genre-savvy.
2: Um fraud is sins committed against those who trust you, and includes things like flattery. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> You,
3: you, no, tells, those jeans you tell look someone great that they on look you. good in that?
1: You tell someone that they look good in that and they actually don't? That's a sin right there. Yeah, that's, a, that's a
0: real bad sin. It's pretty <laughs> fucking bad. Um. Yeah. Uh. So Dante has to cross the Malabolge. I don't know this word.
2: Yeah, it's like a big pit. What's that saying? It, it literally means like a big pit. Yeah, bad, oh, okay. bad
1: pit, Malabolge. Oh sure,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: big, big bad
2: pit. You
0: got to cross it to get to Satan. Yep, big bad pit. Red Rover, Red Rover. We call Dante over, <laughs> so we get a as he as Dante is trying to cross the Malabos, oh, He gets mental flashback of uh, why he's uh, why he's here. Why why he why he is uh, fraudulent? In which way he is lying? Mm-hmm. The flashback
2: yeah, at, each, at each circle, we're like, "Oh, this is why he's in hell." But each circle is like, "No, he's way worse." Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the uh, this more is sinful. Is baby time. stuff.
0: Um, this is where we get the actual reason that he is this sinful. And uh, let's go. And, and I don't even actually necessarily agree with the logic behind it, but like the the flashback shows us that when he slept with that prisoner, um, the husband of that prisoner, whom that prisoner was trying to save. Uh, resents her mm-hmm. and resents him and swears vengeance on him and goes and murders his whole family. So we have a direct connection between his unfaithfulness and Beatrice's death. Yeah. And this is how and Dante lied. He lied to himself by thinking that even though he broke, he he was unfaithful, he didn't kill Beatrice. This is something someone else did mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. someone else is responsible for this whole mess. Nope. It's him. Yeah. And I don't think that's an additional sin. Cause that's like consequence size. The consequence side sinning and I don't really I don't really buy it. The the reason why
2: it sticks and the reason why it's emphasized is because this is what makes Beatrice finally
1: scorn him and eat the demon fruit and go full mm-hmm. evil. Yeah direct connection between his unfaithfulness and dude I fucking died. Yeah. It's like You know, a lot of sins and a lot of, like, uh, you know, theology is, like,
2: these things are wrong because they are, because God hates them. Here, it's, like, this was
0: wrong because it hurt people. Mm -hmm. Because it hurt your beloved. Because it hurt... Your people. It hurt a person you view as a person. (laughs) 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 Your divine love. The only
1: person you care about. You didn't think at the time that it would have hurt someone,
0: but it did. Yeah. Yeah, the consequence that you, you... Not considering the consequences of your actions is is its own form of evil i suppose yeah i I guess that's Mm -hmm. i guess that's where it all fits it just feels like dude we already took care of that sin like seven circles back like what's the problem (laughs) but like you know it it has that kind of rolling effect of the fact that you're not considering that it hurts people though that that is the lie you tell yourself Mm -hmm. is the lie is This is okay to do because God forgives it, or this is okay to do because I am in, I'm shell shocked, anything like that.
1: Yeah. And like, it didn't have to be as in your face as the guy whose wife you raped (laughs) went back to Italy and killed your beloved. Like, but like, like in the logic of it, it's like, yeah, you make a decision like that and you're still going to hurt someone emotionally if they ever find out like that, that sort of pain counts. Um like that right. feeds into it too. It's it's dumbing it down for his yeah. sake. He's not a smart yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um and
2: uh Lucifer leaves Beatrice to fight him oh, in her demon mm-hmm. form. Give
0: me a second here. I got an i got a one piece that I I want to call out and just ask Dan for his approval of me for <laughs> noticing how awesome <laughs> yes. it is. Um in order to turn into her demon form. And I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes a bite out of a soul pomegranate. Ooh, yeah, yeah, good and cash. it looks awesome. So pomegranate fruit of the mm. damned. Persephone ate it and became the queen of the damned. Yeah. Right. Um. However, it's got a bunch of screaming human faces on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> a pomegranate of souls, no less. The best kind. Um. Yeah. The juiciest. Of all <laughs> that, that, pomegranates. That, yeah, that, you gotta get them
2: right. It's, it's, the, it, it's uh, you know, you can you can get the stuff in a bottle, but it's just
0: not the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she does do a Sailor Scout transformation to become a demon. Mm-hmm. Just, and uh, kisses and, Lucifer as a final fuck you, and then they fight.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> she roughs him up and forces him to look into the ninth circle, because, like, it wasn't bad enough that, like, yeah, it's your actions that led to her death, we see the aftermath of when he killed all those prisoners and beatrice's brother took the blame for him. Mm-hmm.
0: Francesco's such a good guy. <laughs> like he's 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 like no I did it and like tells Dante take care of Beatrice for me. Mm-hmm. And like so his treachery is twofold here. Dante both let him take the blame and also failed to protect Beatrice even though swearing he would. Yeah. yeah. So like god why is Francesco down here?
2: And Dante gets off so easy after this. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is what bothered me because, like, he's coming to terms with his sins little by little, and then the turn is so sudden. He's like, "Oh shit, my bad!" And he raises his cross to absolve her, and then her new sinless angel form forgives mm-hmm. him. Like, you can't do that. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that's it, It's a little ridiculous. It is. It's a little. I like her demon form, though. Yeah,
1: oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go no, ahead. no, yeah, the demon form is pretty, pretty sweet. I was just gonna say, yeah, it's a little yeah. too like sweet. I don't
0: know. It's wrapped up in a nice little bow that he doesn't deserve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, 90 minutes, gotta get through yep. it. Uh, I do like, I do like her demon form specifically because of what the studio uh, does with the, the, the her fire hands. Mm-hmm. Is like she's got like these fire hands that like. She flexes her fingers and like they just think these great pillars of flame start flexing. It just looks really cool. I (laughs) love what you did with the fire hands.
1: I couldn't have thought of anything better. (laughs) Uh, I I really
2: like the design of the two-headed angel that comes down to bring her back up to heaven.
0: Yeah, that's like a bayonetta design. Because like that dude doesn't talk. Nope. Um,
2: he doesn't like. There's no reason why they need to spend a several seconds like lavishing a shot on this thing that should not be. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It is really it's, cool. It's
0: like heaven has the best toys. <laughs> um, but but Virgil
2: tells Dante you can't join her yet. You have to get out hell of hell the old-fashioned way. You have to bring the fight to Lucifer <laughs> and go tell him
0: up the devil. That's the only <laughs> way out. Uh, and this last segment, treachery, which starts uh, with the production, the production company, production IG. And Dante goes full fucking 80s, Kinshiro, kind of like man mountain meat face. Oh, he's so chunky. He's a chunky boy. (laughs) It's it's got like dumb 80s animation. Mouths are still really hard. Like people cannot lip sync for their lives in these like last bits. I don't know what the problem is.
2: Yeah. Um, But he needs all that extra padding because the ninth circle is a frozen waste as far from God's light as any place can be.
0: This is a good ironic reversal. It is. I like this yeah, one.
1: Yeah. Um it's an ice palace.
0: Yeah. The the irony here is that the realm is full of traitors who were in turn betrayed by being forgotten, you know, realm of ice. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like that ironic reversal. This is where I noticed a lot of the ice cracking sounds and creaking. Really mm-hmm. good sound design through that. And he's he's walking through this cold needle cavern. Mm-hmm. Everything's pretty good, and it's got, like, a good bookmarking, like, a book ending too, because he is now monologuing just as he was in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, he gets directions from a frozen crying lady. Um,
0: I like that which, little moment where the only price that she asks is for her, her, for him to, like, clean the frozen tears off of her eyes.
2: It's such a nice little moment that doesn't contribute to anything else that I feel like it must be from the original text. Yeah. Because like no video game designer would think to include that.
0: <laughs> no, that's extra frames you could be using for you know, like stunners.
2: But we do get very video gaming when he makes his way to the center of the ninth circle, or <laughs> he is has something very fast fight with the devil, and then the devil reveals his final
1: form, yeah. <laughs> the actual devil, the actual devil, not just a smoke monster.
0: What What do you think of this whole? Uh, what do you think of this whole segment, Dan? Um. <laughs>
1: You know, very video game It was, uh, you know, it didn't really leave me with much. I don't know why. I, I thought it was, like,
0: pretty stereotypical yeah. final boss yeah, fight it bullshit. Definitely
1: had Yeah, it definitely had that final boss fight kind of a feel to it. Uh, the Lucifer looking very Diablo-esque at this point.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His design is okay. Yeah. Like I like the like the gold filigree kind of in his in his in his face. It was cu- that's pretty it, neat. It, it, it,
1: it was cool while I watched it, but after the movie ended, it's just like I I could watch it. I could feel it disassemble out of my yeah. head and back out into the world, and it just like I remember th- the devil's design, and that's about
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the, they do kind of, like, get through the regular boss fight and, like, the devil's headache cracks open. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Revealing that Dante has just freed him. Yeah, Dante really should have thought a little bit harder about why all those gigantic chains were there to begin with before yeah. he cut them all open.
2: And how he was able to survive this long.
0: Yeah, uh, it turns out Beatrice was just the bait to get him down here. What the devil really needed was someone who was like who had a black uh, as black a heart as he could imagine to be the one who frees him mm-hmm. he has to be freed by human hands you know that kind of like humans have free will I don't this is how I can get free will to let me out of my prison right. yeah I was also um, waiting and... to see a shot of as
1: from the book Lucifer chewing on Cain Brutus and oh uh, that Cassius. would have been
0: that would have been
2: great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, was it Cain or Judas? Uh, oh yeah,
1: Judas. Yeah, yeah. But there is a, there's a part of the ninth circle that's named after Cain because you know, killing your brother—that's sure. a betrayal. Yeah, that,
2: that's a betrayal. Ben. That's a big time treachery. Keep take yep, notes. I'm keeping it in mind. Judas, Brutus, and Cassius. you <laughs> like, getting
0: off this time. Should, I feel like they could have worked that
1: in. I don't know.
2: I also like the fact that the devil has like goat
1: eyes, like those horrible. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I said, the that's de- a demon. The devil's design was like kick ass and that's the only thing that really Mm -hmm. like stays with me at this point
2: yeah Um, it's a good
0: one
1: uh what's gonna stay with me is that he grows a
2: flame whip and starts tossing dante around
0: yeah yeah Um, so like i like that at this point dante like the devil's like okay gloves are off you got you did what i needed you to do i am a fucking angel of of like death you don't have a chance (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he doesn't. No, nope. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, Dante gets is not good enough story. here.
2: Like, <laughs> uh, gives him one. Lucifer form. monologues how he'll take over purgatory and paradise too, and some violins start playing that I don't think have been around so far in the movie. So I think maybe that's a reference to some classical music. I couldn't. I couldn't place it. Yeah, some. me neither. Um, mm. But Dante realizes, yeah, I can't win, and he just starts to pray.
0: Yeah, I. It, so seeing he can't be leaves before he prays to god one last time this time bargaining his freedom saying listen god i know we haven't been close over the past few years we started to drift apart i did that whole raping and killing a bunch of people thing however i know that i belong here i'm no longer asking for forgiveness yeah so like i i'll stay here i know that's where i belong just please don't let him leave don't let just him give get me to the power to
2: keep him at bay
0: yes yeah and that's pretty cool. Like the idea that he's willing to be locked in eternal torment, and like with the literal king of demons. Yeah, that's cool. And Lucifer's shocked. He's like a penitent
2: soul in Judecca. Yeah, bullshit. that's bullshit. Cool.
3: Yeah, <laughs> 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 this
2: is bullshit, mortal. No, how did you get past the bouncer?
0: That's how <laughs> I call hacks. Um, yeah, but it freezes him solid, and uh, yeah, it's I don't know. That's that's an ending. <laughs> Thus preventing evil forever yeah. after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was the yeah. end of evil. A- apparently, you know, that was like a final test kind of thing. Like by being self-sacrificing, he's allowed to leave anyway. This wasn't actually a bargain. It's like this is the end ending mm-hmm. where uh, James Franco is like, no, you get out of here, I'll buy you time. And that like gets him into heaven.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's
0: sort of like that. <laughs> uh, I thought this might have been a final test where he's, like, offered the way to paradise, but he already agreed to stay in Mm hell. So, like, I thought that that was kind of a final test, but apparently not, because Dante just tumbles his ass right into it. Well, it
2: kind of is, based on the epilogue.
0: Yeah, I guess so. The epilogue's pretty... I guess we should say something there. Uh, So... Just to to sum up the rest of it, he goes into purgatory, he finds Beatrice. Uh, They exist neither in inferno or paradise they just exist together neither dead nor alive um which is good enough
2: <laughs> well the, the 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 poetry of it is really touching i think i think it's a really nice capstone um she forgives him and says that god will forgive him that's so right he so he should forgive himself and he rips off the cross of sins that were stitched on him in the beginning and they like it's a little bittersweet they exist in Purgatory and not Paradise, and they say, I, I'm neither damned nor saved. I did not die, but I did not live. Mm. Yeah. Like the poetry of it it it's it's higher brow, it's higher caliber than you'd expect for a video game movie. Yeah. And And it's not just because it's taken from the poem. They 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 wanted to make it feel cohesive.
0: Let's dissect that 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 poetry of it for a little for a little bit because this is a neat message for a couple of reasons. Okay. Because at the beginning, we were told that priests could forgive your sins, but really, as it turns out, only you can do that by working through them and then acknowledging that you've sinned and and trying to trying to get past that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that whole pain purifies you yeah. thing again. And so the idea that he the sin could not be removed by God from him, he actually had to rip the sins off of him by himself. And it hurts, because it should hurt, you know? Like, so they're, they're just... Mm-hmm. It's 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 all very, and like also the image of the cross on his torso as a symbol of his own sin is really neat because it was his status as a holy knight that let him sin without introspection for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I yeah. buy that. Uh, it, it, it's the idea that no one can do it for you, and that mm-hmm. hell is deeply personal. If you think about it, your, yeah. your torture is to a certain extent tailored towards what you did and what you've been accused of and that to a certain okay so we just led we just watched this hero go through a literal manifestation of hell but to a certain extent it's almost a state of mind that that mental torture is something that you exist in because it's something that you're not really dealing with. And the moment that Dante realizes that he can and must and does deal with the fact that he is a deeply flawed and uh, sinful being, that's when he was released from hell. Boom.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like it, that idea of it's personal and you have to struggle with it yourself does fit into the greater, like, identity of Christianity because the idea is, you know, the actual work of getting, of dealing with the sins was done, you know, by Jesus, but you all that you're being asked to do is be honest with yourself and seek that forgiveness from mm-hmm. him and from yourself rather than trying to actually fix the world.
0: Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the, ca- Catholicism versus Protestants, right? Like, the, the, through good works. Like, you actually yeah, have ways to do... And means. You got to do shit. Right. You can't just be you can't just be pious. That's not good yeah, enough. You
2: can No, no there there is a little twist though. Stinger! like we said, you know, it's a little too easy that he can leave hell and maybe he should have left hell because the cross stitch that he threw away shreds itself and reforms into a lizard, then a snake, and it slithers away while Lucifer laughs in the background. He got into purgatory after mm-hmm. all.
0: This is one so, of the like, least necessary cliffhangers I have ever seen. Yeah, it really was.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think it's, you know, it, it 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 takes, it puts back in the sting that, like, Dante did try to have it both ways. And, mm-hmm. like, dude, you still have to, you didn't learn the lesson that your actions have consequences and that your treachery of yourself and of this forgiveness mechanism still, like, it still counts. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I don't know about that. Like, I feel like that would have been a stronger message if he had, you know, rejected Purgatory to be with Beatrice and just stayed there and that was the ending. It would have been equally bittersweet, but it wouldn't have had any of this dumb, like, dun-dun-dun kind of (laughs) opera-esque twist ending that, like, just makes me roll my eyes so hard. Mm -hmm. I I agree with the sentiment. It's just, like, as a cliffhanger mechanism for a movie, it's, like, that's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. I get
1: that, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, and that's that's the end. That is Dante's um, with Inferno. That, with that dumb little stinger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the whole, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I was very impressed by something that I didn't think I was going to be impressed by. Ditto to both of those. I
1: really enjoyed it in the end, even though the action sequences lost me from time to time, but I I still enjoyed it, and I was surprised that I did. I remember mm-hmm. when the game came out, and I remember vaguely when this movie came out as a tie-in to it, and it, at the time, it wasn't something that I was really like yearning to check out. But I'm glad that we did this because it was surprise It was surprisingly yeah, I, well put together and well done. And um, yeah, yeah. If I had to give it, if I, you had to give it stars, ten <laughs> being the best. One being steer clear. Where would you put this? I'd give this like a solid I like would, six or seven.
0: I would give it a six pointed star. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, it, it's a sin for me to judge. Okay. <laughs> I'm, oh, you want up I'm, be I'm nice. landing
1: at a solid six.
0: I, I think I would almost put it at a seven. I think a seven is yeah. good. It made it, it it
2: served its purpose in that it made me want to check out the source material, both the poem and mm-hmm. the game um it was visually like extremely well done and very like uh enthralling
0: like any good hellscape has to be
2: i liked the action i feel like a lot of the last decade has really primed me for combining like high concept morality plays plus mondo action yeah like like this kind of hit me pretty well i think i i i if i had to star it out i'd put it at like an eight fair enough Uh but only for me. I can't watch this with other people. Well, I, right? I think
0: what gives it such a high grade for me is uh, the 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 fact that it was reimagined from Dante's uh, Divine Comedy, from Inferno, to from being like a passive observer kind of viewpoint to being a deeply impersonal flawed human going through it and you kind of mapping yeah. onto that and getting the whole personal story of you have to go through this you have to acknowledge your own sin before you can come out through the clean through the other side the, the way that that all kind of came together i thought you know the, the the story had a lot of shortcomings but that point of it was always pretty clear and like by the end of it i felt like it was very completely told
1: mm-hmm. yeah and that was the only way that you were going to get a good a good movie out of it like i've said before the the beauty of the text makes up for the passivity of Dante's experience in the actual, like, poem. Mm -hmm. But the only way to really make it hit home, you couldn't just have, like, dear Esther the inferno <laughs> game like yeah where you're just walking through and looking at shit and be like yeah man that sucks <laughs> you yeah imagine it as
2: an adventure game where like you have to find like a point like, and click <laughs> yeah a point and click like oh no Virgil is your like, like your help his. icon <laughs>
3: So you need
0: the key you need the key of of the of the greed tower in order to go. No, that key doesn't work. It hasn't been filigreed. I was like, God damn it, just let me through. Yeah.
2: I need to find some steaks so that Cerberus will eat me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they did a good job of personalizing Dante to make me care as I was watching it. So
2: well done. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well done. What are some shortcomings?
1: I I, I liked
2: the fact that they changed animation. I didn't always love what they did with it. Mm-hmm. Um, again i think hell
0: is the place to do it but yeah
2: yeah dante like i feel like if you're gonna go for if you're gonna change animation styles you should do it a little bit like more other than just like make your protagonist chunkier
0: yeah maybe like even kind of switch the the uh fidelity level entirely and like do it through like um through like a motion comic almost for certain scenes and then go into Mm -hmm. like big ol' like marvel mcu animation and then maybe even do like storybook or like 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 something else i, I don't know yeah. like like totally switch things up would be would be really neat
1: mm-hmm. i think that they could have done more when dante and virgil interact with the lost souls mm-hmm. it, it seemed like they didn't really flesh things out enough to really make it worth it like the uh, the fellow that he frees from Cerberus's sticky gut. Yeah. And the gluttony. It's like, who cares? But at yeah, the same they... time, like, the the source material gives you a little bit more to work with. There are more lost soul interactions that are kind of fleshed out and they they add to the story. And they could have done a maybe one or two.
0: Yeah.
2: I just like the haggling questions that he asks Virgil.
3: Right. I
0: think it's the rush job of it that really that really gets that bit in there because like we we've, yeah. we've talked about the whole uh, PTSD problem being a little mm. rushed and otherwise that would have been a really solid retelling of like the what a war, what war does to a man um, yeah. and what what guilt does to a man and you know that was rushed the fact that he uh, cares about these one off characters like. Mm-hmm. Needs a bit more backstory so that he can actually feel a relationship with Dante before yeah. that before that absolution actually means anything, like literally mm-hmm. the gluttony one was just like this this bro seems solid. I'm gonna help him out yeah. like yeah. legitimately nothing else,
1: yeah, and like give us a little more on Francesco. give us a little more on his shitty dad,
0: Francesco, like I wanted to see Francesco. where did he fall down? I have no right? idea,
1: right,
2: yeah. And this this is I think both one of its greatest strengths and one of its greatest weaknesses is it's not always obvious what justice means in this movie mm-hmm. and on the one hand that's that can leave you a little unfulfilled with regard to certain plot points but at the same time it, this movie's a really good conversation starter mm-hmm. yeah like as each circle has one of those situations like like we we had like we talked about the the nature of suicide and we talked about you know Why is fraud a greater sin than, you know, lust and all these things? Like, it really makes you think and grapple with the material. And if you can do that for a modern audience that
1: wouldn't read it, like, I think that's very valuable. Yeah. And it's more in the text, but you you can it does start the conversation about why these come in the order that they do, because the natural logic is that the sins are getting worse as you're going down yeah so i guess that it's more up to the audience to have that conversation instead of like reading dante and virgil go on and on and on and on about it for several hundred pages
0: the betrayal (laughs) at the bottom and the unbaptized babies at the top that like those seem correct to me everything in the middle feels like it was just done at random (laughs) like it was just (laughs) random number it generated
1: Right, but you can you, you could actually sit down if we wanted to do like a separate episode of just like picking apart the sins and why they're in the order that they are. That's a fucking that, interesting conversation to have
0: because yeah, that's um, a that's an episode of the cocktail party congress. That is, as far as I'm concerned, because <laughs> <Dante, laughs> That's
1: actually that's actually a great idea because Dante did it a
0: certain yeah. way for a reason. So yeah, why? And maybe some of those ways are antiquated, and yeah. maybe some of them are legitimate. Like yeah, yeah. I, I would I would be interested in. In, in a discussion that is that yeah
1: yeah because you do have to delve back into that 14th century Christian mindset that Middle Ages mindset and it's
0: impossible like I, I am not that per- I am not a person who exists in that and yeah. you know maybe, maybe you could get closer because you have more of a, a fascination with the era and like are, are more familiar with Dante in general. <laughs>
1: Well, that's a good idea. I'm going to bring that to JT the next time we have a, a chance. Totally,
0: and <laughs> totally. Let me know when that happens.
1: Definitely. And you guys think of some cocktails that might be inferno related that we could. Oh, I'll throw find into something. The mix. Some spicy cayenne. Ooh. Uh, Bloody Marys.
0: Sure. So the last last thing I'll say about this movie is that like, I liked it overall, but at the the, pla- the places that I liked it were very different. The beginning I really liked for the story. The end I really liked for the story and like all the themes. The middle I liked for the animation.
3: Mm-hmm. But they,
0: they didn't really overlap, right? The end animation, the beginning animation were not great, and the middle part portion of the story, greed through anger, was just kind of a wash. Um, so if I were gonna if I were gonna try to do this better, I think that they had all the tools to do it. I think they just maybe needed a little bit more. Uh, talking like a little bit more yeah, even it out. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'm with you.
2: Yeah. Well, uh As we're wrapping up, uh, it's time to stop dwelling on our sins and look toward the future. Ben What are we gonna watch next?
0: So next time we are watching something from these from the 70s, which we don't often do uh, which is tarzan lord of the jungle Ooh. We Get to see another beefy bod <laughs> Uh, this time it's going to be an uncivilized man attacking civilization for reasons. I don't know.
1: There's mankind's greatest sin.
0: Mankind's greatest sin, loincloths. He's a
1: righteous pagan, so we know where he's going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Right next to them babies. Uh, and yeah, and Zane, what about after that? Well, Ben, we've done a lot of self-reflecting
2: on our sins in sort of this metaphysical way. I think that we should look at the sins of society, uh, by which I mean a very specific society, which is middle school girls interacting. Uh, we're going to watch As Told by Ginger.
0: Oh, very nice. Supo.
2: The classic, classy Supo story of what it's like to grow up and
0: things can get a little wacky. Things can get a little lumpy since it's Supo. Oh,
2: yeah, it's going to be pretty lumpy. I remember the show being very um, like, unafraid of dealing with some of the more like real aspects of growing up um, compared to some of the other fare at the time.
0: Yeah, I remember like a lot about Courtney <laughs> which I'll
2: I'll she, bring up. She was an issue. I'm thinking more of like oh she was you know, great. Uh main character's got a working class mom who like is yeah, single you know, mother. trying to make ends meet.
0: Yeah, it she's really cool. That mom that mom might be my favorite part of that show uh looking back <laughs> on it. In any case, uh we'll talk about all that later. First, I would like to thank Dan Caves, Dan Graves. Thank you so much for coming back on the show and for telling us all about how sinful we are and how we're fucked.
1: Of course, I'm happy to do so. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> no
0: problem. No problem. Yeah, come on back whenever. Let us know uh let us know what uh what you're into talking about. For sure. And of course, where can people find you? Um in a bunker
1: mostly. In an undisclosed <laughs> location.
2: It's the only place Satan can't find me.
1: Um <laughs> No, you can still you can still go to cocktailpartycongress.com and go onto Apple Podcasts and uh all the other places to go find us uh to find JT and I uh and that's that's pretty much it right now that I'm really yep. still still going with yeah. but uh Cocktail
0: Party Congress is the only political discussion podcast with three drink minimum and it is a lot of fun Zane and I have both been on it and I can't recommend it highly enough so go absolutely. check it out
1: Thank you. Uh, you
0: can also check out our other podcasts on the network at fancybat.com, including this one. You can drop us a line at the contact page we have there if you want to say anything to any one of us, including Dan Graves. Um, let us know your thoughts about uh, Dante's Inferno or the animated epic thereof. You can let us know what you think about uh, Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle, if it is anything, um, as well as as told by Ginger, if, uh, if you happen to remember that show. Um yeah, and more than anything else, just tell your friends about the show. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's it's nice to have you on for a departure from the normal like, oh, I understand why this is scary. Mm-hmm. Uh stuff that we've seen before. For this where it's like this is making me work to find out why it's scary, Yeah, but once I'm there, oh boy.
0: Well, we are an 8th grade lit paper podcast, and to have something that is so finely tuned for 8th grade <laughs> lit papers <laughs> is, is kind of a joy in and of itself. Yeah, to, this was to a say nothing choice. of your To say nothing of your expertise in hellscapes. Of course, this was a wonderful choice, so very
1: happy that we did this.
2: Yeah, I'm running out of fears for us to analyze. Yeah. We'll get there,
1: man. Oh, we will. There's no shortage. And in fact, one of my favorite ones, this came up in my inbox uh as a word of the day. I would hate. I would have to throw myself off of a hell like uh, off of a helicopter if I ever suffered from tourophobia, which is an irrational fear of cheese. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> right that's funny
2: like that circle of hell where it's just a dairy farm and you have to work there <laughs> and they're all
1: oh, very
0: proud of man their they prod- got those crazy products. sheep
1: eyes too it's where the lactose intolerant <gasps> go they're just eating pizza <laughs> but, they, but the lactaid box is empty
0: you um, were, were intolerant in life <laughs> yeah now. Yep. Yep. that's what I was thinking thank you Shane. that's so good uh, uh, Dan do you want to give us the sign off that I think is most appropriate
1: stay spooky and until next time See you all in hell.